hope you guys are ready for weird one today. That's what Mike was telling me when we were in Discord. He's like, I hope you're ready for a weird one. Some of the stuff I've been seeing, like again, like uh, Stephen Greer, I, I, wa- I just watched a video on him and my girlfriend's brother <laughs> and his girlfriend, like they sent to me. Well, literally yesterday, he did like a three hour like conference, just like fucking, just he, talking about shit. He's going hard, bro. He's like trying to, he's basically trying to give like Nikola Tesla uh like technology to everyone where basically I mean, you don't have to basically your hat like i don't know exactly what it's called because again i watched one video i was playing destiny in the middle of it <laughs> so i don't know the exact terminology for it so i don't want to try to sound like i know what i'm talking about when i really fucking don't bring that up a little bit more um yep um i think it's called is it zero point energy maybe i th- Either way, like, basically what it comes down to is you don't have to hook your house up to a power grid. You basically set, like, you fucking, this little thing that's, like, the size of my fucking phone, it's like a cylinder or whatever, is, like, that's how small they can get it. And your entire, everything that you have can run off of mm-hmm. it. Everything. Like, you don't have to fuck it. There are none of these renewable resources and, and he all wants, that kind of shit. And he like, wants Tesla to fucking actually put it out there for the public. Without not Tesla, yeah, I'm saying about, Nikola like, Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Yeah, I mean, like, they're saying, like, Musk. back in the day, he, mm-hmm. he was on to this, and this is part of, like, like I, a bunch of scientists are on to it, but I mean, people, like, silence him, assassinate him type I, shit. I know, we talked about it before, like, the hydrogen, the car running on hydrogen, which was just oh. fucking water, the dude disappearing. I mean, I forget, I think it was the seatbelt. The person could have patented it and made a fuck ton of money, but decided that he cared more about the safety and put the patent out there for everybody so all the manufacturers were able to use his patent that is still used today because he wanted to save lives and not be greedy yeah yeah he talks about like the the lost the lost century i think it's called like in the past oh like, that's hun- his new like movie that basically is coming out yeah i think it's, it is and it's out now. based off basically the last hundred years like we as society have like he's like full 100 percent. like there's a secret government there's a secret government outside of other world governments <coughs> that is, like, suppressing everything. They're the people that show up when you have something crazy like that, you know, like the car that runs on water or hydrogen or something like that. These motherfuckers, like, you you mysteriously end up dead, and then a black van shows up to your house and confiscates all your fucking documents on the shit. <laughs> I say that's actually, like, we were going to talk about him next episode, probably, because this is probably going to end up being, like, a two-parter. That's mm-hmm. fair. Because I did want to watch that stuff that he was been putting out before, like we really started talking about it. Mine was just him talking with a YouTuber. So, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, he, you know, he was, he was going in on it. We're gonna today. We're basically gonna be talking about that, but with the David Grush stuff that just came out, mm-hmm. and him talking about how basically we've had craft since the forties, like since World War Two. Like, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, like, that's how we've been able to what, get all of our But what he's technology. saying is that just recently, I don't know if you've seen it, in the past couple of days. Like, literally, like, two or two days ago. Like, so just There must be more. a lot of shit coming out, because mm-hmm. there's stuff, shit going on, like, with Canada and its government and trying to suppress everything that everybody's trying all, to like, get whistleblowers. fucking leaked out. Like, there's, you, there's something going on in the world right now. Do you remember, like, I don't know, probably a year or two at this point, we talked about, there was that Brazilian, like, yes. where they blocked off the military, like, the military blocked it off, people said they were hearing gunfire and stuff. Apparently, that's one of the things the whistleblowers are talking about, yes. is that that was, like, dealing with a crash, dealing with aliens and shit. Yep. And these are all, like, these are all, like, whistleblowers that just, like, like, again, Mike, that one that Mike just said, like, we talked about it, like, a while ago on one of our episodes. I can't even remember which one. It was, like, one of the early ones, too. Yeah. But I know we've talked about it. And, um... 
but now these like whistleblowers from like our government are coming out and just like trying are just like saying like this shit like yo shit's well recently awesome, though. it needs to be out there and like one of the new like defense like bills that they put out they've basically added protection for whistleblowers who come forward to talk about this kind of thing so that's why a lot of people now mm-hmm. especially like, david grush in his interview he was saying that like I don't want to wait till I'm an old man full of like regrets to like be to bring it out. I want to bring it out now. Like he just left the government in April. Like he had top clearances that you mm-hmm. can get. Like that's fucking awesome. He's... I've seen documentaries where people come out, but you never know if they're real or mm-hmm. not. And it's like, dude, this one might be. This could fucking blow everybody's. But yeah, this guy, uh, he's been in the military like basically his entire career. He. Uh... I think it was the Air Force. I mean, we'll get into it later, but, like, full, like, 20 years, you know? Yeah. They can't all be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, that, have you guys seen the stuff about, like, the Las Vegas incident that happened? Oh, yeah, where fucking, it was on, like, police cam footage? Yeah, well, like, poli- like, they caught, like, something falling. Like, could just be, like, a oh, meteor shower or something uh-huh. like that. Like, it was blue. Well, then they, like, there's the 911 call where the guys, like, call... And uh, they sound, like, completely, like, normal. They don't sound like they're, like, on something or, like, freaking out. They sound like they're calm about it, but they're definitely, like... Freak the fuck out. Yeah. Did you put in here what it supposedly looked like? uh, I did, but then I found out that was just, like, someone trying to... Yeah, I still wanted to have it here just so he had reference of, like... Because we still show the fake. We show the good, we show the fake. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's the wrong one. No, yeah, that's that shark that we talked about last time where that kid jumped off the, the, the boat. Yeah, but that's... Uh... <laughs> I was showing that to Wyatt. No, but I think I shared... Yes, uh, I did. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that kid's definitely gone. Oh, yeah, he's Because I think they just called off the search, too. I mean... Like, within the last couple days. This is what they were saying the Las Vegas shit was. But this is what you you said. Like, you think this one is actually fake. Yeah, well, I saw a different one where it's supposedly a video oh. of it, and it was like the tall gray kind of. Oh, okay. But uh, this is supposed to be in someone's backyard where that Las Vegas shit happened. This thing right here, and there's a video of it too, like moving and actual stuff. Like this is just the still that I got mm-hmm. of it. There is also going back to the guy who, or going back to that kid who we think got eaten by a shark. This past week, I found a video of a guy fucking... There's a bunch of people swimming at a Actually beach in Egypt. And no, bro, you see him. You see the you see the shark breach, and he's, like, Just scream. mouth wide open. No, like, like, multiple times, like, bite yeah. him, hit him once. He's kind of swim away, hits him again. And then finally, you just see it, like, grab him with a jig chunk and just take him down. It he just comes come up, up over top, and you just... And Do it we just, have that? Uh, You can definitely find it. I know it's on Public Freakout, for okay, sure. Okay, yeah. No, actually, I think I shared it in here. Yeah, I did right here. I know this is it. That's the, that's what I was talking about yesterday about the dude getting eaten by a shark. But yeah, yep. I guess it was some Russian tourist. First off, that's the still. That's his legs. Oh fuck, being drugged down. Yeah, bro, he got. Yeah. Oh man. What TV? Here we go. I'm not gonna play the audio because it's just some woman saying, yeah. "Oh my god, what is this?" Yeah, like what's <laughs> happening? But oh, fuck. Yeah, you see him go up. Oh, sh- oh my god. Wait till you see it, bro. There, his legs. Oh. Now he comes back up. Now wait, bro. It goes on for a while too, unfortunately. Like it's you, about... like you want it to be quick if uh-huh. you're being taken out by a shark, but it's see right. Oh my god! You see him moving sometimes, yeah. like really quick, How right there. Dude, did you just see that? Hold on. Watch this, bro. Watch it come over and just boom. Oh my god! Yeah, man. And he's oh. 
And you see the shark chewing on him a little bit oh before it goes down. God. It's like sitting there thrashing, trying uh-huh. to pull him down. And then he just don't come up no more. He got him. That dude's dad was there. Yeah. Apparently, that, that dude's the, I'm right there. I'm assuming. I mean, like, no, I, I think just he think was so, on the shore. Yeah, I think someone was just trying to save him, like yeah. trying to get out to him to save him. But his dad, I guess that guy's dad, watched that whole thing happen. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? There ain't nothing you can do. And that's uh, just stay the fuck out the ocean. Just give him another snack. Yeah. <sighs> just give him Couldn't another imagine. snack. Oh no, bro! Like, how could you? How, like, how can you imagine that? I'm excited to get to this. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just saying, we're not only talking about aliens. We got a couple cryptid stories. We got, it's going to be a weird one. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. But what's up? It's been another. Hold up. Wait Scratch a minute. That. Something ain't Reverse right. it. But what's up? Welcome to another episode of Room to Talk. I'm Bo Walker. Mike McCluskey. I'm Pappy. I'm apparently just. All sorts of fucked up right now. <laughs> Seeing people get eaten by sharks. Aliens are coming down. The government's talking about it. Trump is in pr- Trump's in jail right now. Oh yeah, three o'clock. He got arrested. I think well, he. I think he gave himself over. He surrendered, but he's in custody now. Yeah, and he's going on like, I don't. I could have this wrong, but it's like seventy counts fraud or all kinds the, of shit. Well, mostly to do with like the documents. That he had like the top, top secret. secret and like not like the top secret the slash that like SCI like the secret classified information or whatever like there's secret there's like levels to it there's yeah. like documents there's secret documents and then there's top secret documents and he well, had there's top- even like the class then there's the top secret SCI which is even above that yeah and he had he had some sort of like top secret documents for like two years after he was well, done being president. And you know what the <laughs> fucked up part about that is? It's it was in Mar-a-Lago, which is like semi open to the public. Like mm-hmm. people hold events there. They found documents in a bathroom, like literally just in a bathroom, like just surrounding the toilet, like literally just he boxes just left it there in boxes. Yeah, just like took it to his home and just left it there. It was on a stage that they had like weddings and events on. It was just in like a storage room that like anyone could get into, where they just kept like pool chairs and shit. Hmm. It's crazy. They're all crooks. Yep. That's going to be the new thing. We elect a president. And then two years after they're done, we throw them in jail. <laughs> so, like, two years after a little bit, get ready, because Biden's going to jail. <laughs> and then Trump's going to run again, and we're going to elect them again. Well, I don't know if to, you can. Yeah, can no, there's you? nothing to stop you from yeah. running from jail. Someone's done it before. Oh, yeah. You, they I didn't win. Right. You, but he can pardon himself of all of his federal crimes if he wins from jail. Oh, that's, that's a good I'm, point. I, he could probably get a pardon from Biden right now at some point. I mean, maybe. I mean, but the Biden administration like probably won't. I mean, what well, you're saying, technically and... he could. Yeah, yeah. It, the chances of that ever happening are slim to none because, I mean, all the people in Biden's camp want him to win again. Yeah. And this is, they're not going to, that's a bad way to start. Even if he's <laughs> or winning. Or it's a good way. No. Yeah, him being in prison is going to pull off votes, like pull I off don't some voters. No. I, I, it's it's gonna pull off some votes. It's gonna pull off like if the going, moderate. If grabbing her by the pussy and everything he said didn't. Yeah, but this is something that, that you can't like. Grabbing it's her so, by the pussy is so still we just let like fucking top secret information out. Maybe it's something but, we should have. But known when you're anyway. in federal, he's facing like seventy years or he something, bro. Shit for it though. It's like thirty or seventy years. 
Like he's, but but um, but that's what I'm saying is like he was already deemed guilty in what was it a, what was the first lawsuit that that just happened to him? The Stormy Daniels one. Yeah, that was like that was a defamement like of her. Yeah, but it was like a public court. It wasn't federal. Oh this yeah, is it was federal, like civil bro. court or whatever. Yeah, civil. Sorry, I again mind is stupid right now. Bright was but telling- this is federal, bro. Like if I he know, gets convicted, but- he's going. For yep. sure, but Why, the federal prison's where you want to go. It's where Martha went, and she was out on fucking work detail all the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to a rich a, white person prison. But but exactly. Still but prison. Still, yeah, he's still a president, bro. I know, but it, 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 even if he does, he it's going to be the most luxurious fucking place any prisoner will ever have had. I don't care about that. I, I care about motherfuckers going like, to prison. Yeah, I want to be held responsible for the shit he did. I want it to be like, yo, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're gonna fuck, if you're gonna fuck around, you're gonna find out. Uh, yeah. I Same know. thing with Biden, bro. I know. If because everybody yeah. like they both all like both sides all talk about the fucked up shit that both parties do. If they fucking go down the line and they figure out that you fucking seen our old man did some crazy shit. Yeah, well, fuck around, you find yeah. out, bro. Go Throw to jail. You guys jail. can sit there and play fucking tonsil hockey or whatever you fucking <laughs> want to do. You and Trump, whatever. I don't give a fuck. They were bringing like those hundred year old Nazis to the fucking trial. You know, like fuck yeah. it, get them. <laughs> they were they were really trying to get Emmett Till's fucking because that lady oh, was still yeah. alive. Then she died. So, but they were trying. They're like bro. protesting her nursing home and shit. They were trying <laughs> to get her, man. They were really trying to get, which is even crazy too. Like we grow up learning about Emmett Till, and you never really like. It's, I you guess think it's that's just be- so far in the past? Like- yeah, and it's literally like when our fucking parents were kids. And that's it. Like our grandparents were just like old enough to be like, "Ain't that some shit? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that just some shit?" <laughs> it's wild, man. Let's quit fucking around. Let's get into these. Or do you? Don't you have something you want to oh, talk yeah, about? I forgot. First? You, said oh, you have a cool okay, little topic for okay, us. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess let's just start with. My first, just fun fact. Okay. So, 11 plus 2 equals 13. That is right. 12 plus 1 equals 13. That is also right. That's math. If you rearrange the 13 letters of 11 plus 2, you get 12 plus 1. Cool. That's just your random fucking fun fact. That's fair. That is fair. I see it. Give it the old Voldemort treatment. (laughs) And the other topic is numbers. Just how large, astronomically big numbers truly are. Well, I mean, they don't stop. Well, you'll see. I kind of already know, bro. You just keep writing them. <laughs> you just keep it's a writing way to them. Put it, it's, th- this is just a way to put it in context. How do you put it in context? You just let me do it. All right. All, all right, right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> First, you got to start with. Do you know what? Remember what exponential notation is? In that's, math, that's where it's like one point seven eight five three times ten to the three, okay, and then yes, it moves to zero over. To the, it's just ten to the power. Yeah. All right. So, ten to the third power is a thousand. That's what most cities are. The sizes of you know ten thousand, hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. All right. Ten to the sixth power. That's a hundred thousand, right? No, that's a million. Million. It's a one and six zeros. That's a million. All right. That's what like your biggest cities are labeled as. New York City is like eight and a half million. All right. So then you get to ten to the ninth power. That's a billion. That's a billion. All right. That is also the number of seconds 
that you have lived, that I've lived right now, in between your 31st and your 32nd birthday? So in a year. What's that? So in a year. No, so between 31st and your 32nd birthday, so that's a year. So a year. <laughs> what are you saying? What do you mean by saying that? that's the amount of seconds between a year? In a year it is, is a billion in, in seconds. 31 years. But you're saying, okay, you're wording it wrong. Now okay. I see what you're saying. You All said right. you said the amount of seconds in between your 31st and your 32nd okay. birthday. All right. All right. But now I know what you're saying. You're saying so by you the time your, somewhere between 31 and 32 years. You hit your billion seconds. You second hit your billion seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know how math works, Brian? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. How much money does Jeff Bezos have? What's his net worth? Some like a hundred billion or something like that. All right, that's the exact number we want to start with. So if you take a hundred billion one dollar bills. Oh yeah, this is yeah I've seen these. Lay it on the ground, stretch it. That can go around the earth two hundred times. Damn. All right, and you still have money left over. Oh yeah. And with the money left over, if you stack it vertically, you can go to the moon and back ten times. In addition to the 200 times around the fucking Earth, which yeah. is 25,000 miles. Don't even and, go to a trillion, bro. And Earth. So we could lasso the, the Earth to the moon with a billion dollars. With a billion, like, physical dollars. Yes. Yeah, because it's also yes. taking, like, the actual, for people listening, it's actually taking the length of a dollar bill yeah. also. Just so it's a billion literal dollars stacked one right on top of the other is enough to do what he's talking about. A trillion is even... I saw oh, something I mean, where they said, like, a trillion is... It's just something yeah. you just wouldn't even believe it. Like, yeah. how many times right. around the Earth it actually goes or some shit like that. Like Block out the sun. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And we're on billions, 200 to 400 billion is the amount of stars in our galaxy. And that's just ours. Just ours. One out of could be that many galaxies. Could be 100 billion yeah. galaxies. All right? That's just how, like, people think, like, people say the word infinite. But it's, like, really, like... Yeah, no you idea. really have no idea. Yeah. Like, you could go... They say, like... I can't remember it. I'm not even going to say it. Because I'm going to fuck it up. And I don't want to yeah. fuck it up. All right. And a trillion. So now we're at a trillion. So that's a one and 12 zeros. That is the total number of seconds since cave dwellers drew cave paintings. A trillion seconds. That's fucked up. Christ. Since you're talking about this stuff, Brian, I really want to recommend this book to you. And to anybody else uh, who's listening right now, the book is called What If? Serious Scientific Answers to Absurd Hypothetical Questions. Right along the same alley as this. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you like stuff like this, like it's like, I'm just going to read a couple of the, the chapters here. Uh, like the names of them. And mm-hmm. it's like the questions. Oh, shit. Okay. It only has weird names for them, but I have to. <laughs> uh actually go in my couple of the first ones that were really cool what would happen if the earth and all terrestrial objects suddenly stopped spinning but the atmosphere retained its velocity uh, velocity (laughs) and this guy just this literal guy just goes through he used to be like a uh, like i think he used to work for nasa some sort of scientist for nasa and he just assist or something and he just goes and he just finds out like he has a whole bunch of friends that are scientists (laughs) and stuff too so he just goes and what it is is like Okay, so that is what it is like on the surface. What would happen if this? So you think like this really funny or this like really like smart 
technical answer, which he does do, but at the same time, he he just like does like funny ass shit like behind it too, like not just like not your everyday answer to it. Okay, like this is what would happen, but then it also says stuff like the one was like, um, what would happen if you hit a if you tried to hit a baseball pitched at ninety percent of the speed of light. And he talks about basic. Yeah, just he, explode. Well, that's what he talks. He talks about physically exactly how like the pitcher would be disintegrated along with the along with the the catcher, the batter, the umpire, like the whole stadium type yeah. shit. There's another one about if everybody stayed 186,000 miles per hour. If someone, if like everybody, like if everybody could stay in a place the size of Rhode Island or something like that, and then like so, you, so like he answers the question, but then he's also like, well, since everybody is in the state of Rhode Island, this would happen. And he starts talking about like airports, like going down mm-hmm. and stuff like that, food not being available or something. It's just very like he's, it's very interesting. But now that he's not at NASA, he does a. Uh, he he draws comics and he does this kind of stuff. So all the book is like filled with like these funny little fucking comic drawings, like the stick figure comic <laughs> drawings, and it's hilarious, dude. There's two of these. There's what if and what if two. So I recommend getting that if you like oh, these yeah. types of uh, these types of like mathematical and scientific equation type questions. Oh, yeah. All right. So what were we at? Trillion. Yep. Yeah. So ten to the fifteenth power. That's a one of fifteen zeros. A quintillion or something? All right. Not there yet. This is a quadrillion. All right. Neil deGrasse Tyson actually calculated this, and that is the number of all words and sounds ever spoken by humans. How does he... How can he fucking... There's there's fucking... There's literal equations on how to do all this shit. I mean, shit. it's, it's like, not exact, obviously. It's a asked. guess, but, like, it's the best educated guess he can make right. with math. With and that's that's kind of the know how power. we don't really even really know how fucking long humans have been here. Yeah, we pretty much do. No, we don't. We keep finding stuff every fucking year about fucking older fucking versions of human beings. Like. I still think around fifty thousand. We'll All see. Right. So now, well, I mean, that's also like where do you draw the line as human versus monkey? Kind of question too. Stop it. Well, I mean, <laughs> at one point it's a monkey, and the next time it's a human. There's, a, there's a, a point there. I'm being a dick. But, so, uh, so now we're at yours. We're at 10 to the 18th power. Okay. All right, quintillion. That is the number of grains of sand on the average beach. That makes more sense to me like than the, the quadrillion to the amounts of sounds. I don't and know words. about that beach, but <laughs> like New Jersey, just a normal yeah. kind of a beach. And who knows? Like you do just how wide, deep, basic volume. All right. So now we're at ten to the twenty-first power, which is sextillion, mm-hmm. and that is the number of all stars in the observable universe. So far of what we can see. Yes. The, that's, but the, that's the observable universe. Yes, but Who knows what's truly beyond that? Yeah. And that's looking forward and backward? Yes. That's everywhere. All right. What do you mean looking forward and backwards? Well, we're always moving forward. Like, the universe keeps, like, going forward and stuff like that. So they think... Well, the universe goes out. The universe... Huh? The universe t- goes out. ...might actually be shaped like a donut. Hmm. Like yeah. a donut with a hole in it? Yes. Like, and it's just so there's something in the middle circle. Well, I mean, if we're still if we're going with like the Big Bang theory, like is going out from a central explosion point. So like, usually in an explosion point, there's nothing in the middle. Everything's out. Yeah, 
And things don't stop moving in space unless they're acted upon. So Bro, it's constantly... my tiny little brain can't comprehend these things. <laughs> and that was a sextillion, so now we're at 10 Sept- to the 23rd power. Septillion. Sextillion. No, that's six. Sextillion is six. Septillion you were just on seven. sextillion, so yes. now you're on septillion. No, it doesn't actually go to that. So 10 to the 23rd power is a mole. Oh, okay. Sorry. Now, I know about what that is, it's just 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd power. Yes. That is a mole. I thought that was how many atoms are in a certain thing. Yes. yes. Okay. One, yes. Of the, one of the questions in this right. book is and if you had a mole of moles. The number of molecules in a glass of water. Yeah, okay. And there are more molecules in that glass of water than there are glasses of water oh, yeah. in the, all the world's ocean. That makes sense. And more molecules in a single breath of air than all the breaths of I air saw something in the entire atmosphere. That there's some physics theory that, I mean, it's obviously not proven, yeah. but there's <laughs> only one electron. Every electron is the same electron. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like if you could pull, if you could take the timeline of that electron and like it'd be all messed up, like a worsely like coiled rope. But if you could eventually like you could follow it back and unthread it into a single line of it, it's the same electron. There's a question in this book somewhere. It's something about a mole of moles. Like if you had a mole, like what would it be like if you had a mole of moles? <laughs> and I just thought that was funny as shit. All right, so after that, we make a big jump, and we go to 10 to the 81st power. Jesus, come on. Is that That's, a Googleplex? No, not, we're not there okay. yet. That is just the sum of all particles in the observable universe. Okay. That's a lot. So then we get to 10 to the 100th power. Which is a Googleplex. That's a Google. Oh. Like the web browser? Basically. Is there a Google yes, Chrome? Yes, they, they are the reason that that's, that's why they took the name. So that's the Google most Chrome? reason we even know about what Google is. That's, that's Google in the future. There you go, kids. Now you know where your internet comes from. All right. And just that number alone, so you think about this, it's 10 to the 19th power larger than the last number we just talked about, 10 to the Fuck 81st off. power. <laughs> Numbers are weird, bro. Now we get to a Googleplex. Okay. Which is, is that a Google Google? (laughs) It's just 10 to the Google power. Okay. All right. (laughs) Dude, it's so fucked up. And you can't even write that out. There is not enough, like, molecules in the universe to even write that number out. That's how fucking big that number. Just truly everyone is. in the world just writing I, zeros all over the and you fucking could just, ground. And you just can't do it. The yeah. universe would go room. extinct first. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then there's a number that dwarfs that. It's called skew's number. It's ten to the tenth to the tenth to the thirty-fourth power. That is the total number of combinations that you could orient all particles of matter in the entire universe. Some nerd just sat down one day and figured that out. Yes, too. they fucking did, dude. I'm telling you, that's all this. <laughs> and it just—I I don't know. It was just a fun thing about numbers, and I love numbers. It, I mean, it's interesting. They really it just, do. It just, was just a way to put into perspective how large these astronomically like just go. large numbers truly are. They just really—and there's—and it's—it's funny because we say that, but there's still like there's there's literally and we just don't more. even know. Yeah, we just some nerd didn't sit down to make up the words yet. <laughs> so like, what you these know. numbers are. Because there's really no point. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen that thing where they like break down like the history of the Earth into like a clock? And oh then, my like, God, we're just all a of second like or two all seconds. of life is like starts at five minutes. That's like the earliest like bacteria in the ocean, and then humans don't come along until like 
four minutes. <laughs> you know, like, like I think it was like two minutes or something like that. And then like our like modern like kind of like like two thousand past years isn't until like the last like two seconds of the clock. I mean, it has been here for fucking millions spent. of fucking years. It's a rock floating around, freezing, fucking. I also saw things so like on fire. We go around the sun, right? And then the sun goes around our the center like, of our Milky Way galaxy, and mm-hmm. then the galaxy goes, goes around, around the, the center, center of, of black hole. Yeah, and then like that goes around the so basically we're doing like this huge like spiral like which corkscrew is why through they the think universe. it's kind of like a donut shape, and within that donut shape you can actually have wormholes. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Been watching a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson lately. Yeah, I like I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just don't like when he starts talking about stuff outside of his expertise. That's why I've been doing Star Talk. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> he, I mean, dude, sometimes it's just like he. I don't even. I can't. Again, my tiny brain. I don't know if you're right or not, but sometimes it's just like you just sound like a condescending asshole. Did bro. you guys ever have Mr. Gilmore? That's how old geniuses are, though, dude. But he does. Like, if you just listen to him on Joe Rogan, sometimes it's just like, yeah. bro, stop. Like, yeah, stick to the stars. Just stick to the stars. Like stick stick next to what you're good with. Like okay. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't trust you right now. <laughs> but I do. Again, I, I might be hating there for a second. But I do like. I really mm. do like listening to him. I wanted to get a couple of his books just to like really oh. get into. Yeah, like get into his Star Talk yeah, and stuff dude, like that. It's fucking crazy. Where's Star Talk at? I've just been watching on Facebook. Okay. Oh, okay. That Cosmos show was good that he did. Yeah, yeah Cosmos. Anything with space, it's just so fucking interesting. <clears throat> the way that he talks, it just gets me sometimes. <laughs> it's soothing. Sometimes. But again, there's other times where I'm just like, you sound real condescending right now, you asshole. <laughs> what if a bunch of aliens just came down tomorrow? Would you go with them? With the aliens? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Come on, Brian, let's go for a ride. Hell yeah. What would they need to say for you to not go with them? Nothing. Just don't kill me. Just don't kill me. Or torture me. Like just. What, about what if probing? they told you that they were going to kill you, but you were going to live way past your normal life expectancy you would ever have here on Earth? Then yes. You'd still go? Yeah. I'd want to see what the fuck's out there. What if they say that? I don't know if I want to, bro. Because that was another thing. That's what I said. I didn't want to fuck up. Before, they said, like, there's a certain point that you go past out in space that you can never get back. Like, once you go, if you were, because you technically can't even get there, obviously. Like That might be why, but because that, it's just so fucking far. No, but they said, the, even if you could, it's hmm. like the universe is expanding so much and so fast that you if you go never. so far out, you would never, you would never be able to get back to where you were. Are we saying this at the speed of light? Again, I don't want to fuck it up because I don't. But that was the gist of it. Like, mm-hmm. if you go so far out, and it might have been to the edge of the universe or the edge of our galaxy or something like that. It might have been the universe though, because the well, universe the galaxies seems like, are like really far apart. Like, like yeah, stars are far apart, but like galaxies are like that yeah. times like a hundred, like yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. A and lot, it's like but. that's why I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I just remember it was like if you tried to go out, there's just a point that if you could actually go. And, you know, you would live that long and you'd be cool. Like, if you were immortal or something like that and you went out that fucking far, there's just a point that you can get to out in space where you can't. It is impossible for you to actually get back to where you started. 
Yeah. And that's what, when I heard it, I wish I could remember where I heard it from. I'll keep trying to look for it, but it just blew my fucking mind. Because, again, it's just like one of those things where it's just like, you really don't know how, like, you really don't know how much space is out there. It's a lot. <laughs> so the most known distance is called Quasar, found at 12 billion light years away, which gives the size of the universe about 25 billion light years away. Oh, uh, so apparently our galaxy is heading for Andromeda, the yes. Andromeda galaxy. Yes. They're going to supposed yep. to collide eventually. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be hundreds of billions yeah, of years. A long time. But, but yeah. That'd be crazy. Just if humans truly live long enough to just walk out their front door and just see fucking no way right out. Well, and like it will eventually get bigger and bigger in the sky too. Like it'll start out as like maybe like as much as big as a planet and then just get bigger and bigger till it fills the entire yeah. sky. And for like so many years, people for, forever for like entire, like, well, I mean, just like at some point, if we do live, if humans live to be that long, there's going to be people who are just going to think that Andromeda is just like what we see as like Orion or something like that. Well, that's like just what the stars are like. Yeah. Until it gets like really close. But the only thing that's going to suck is that we're going to like it's gonna fuck up a lot of shit maybe we i mean gravity wells will change like which planets are probably like around which stars and shit like that but actual collisions would probably be kind of less likely just because i wasn't talking about collisions i'm saying like what if you got two stars now i mean happens all the time though but not to us that's what i'm saying like it's gonna fuck up like gravity and like which planets where around which star and shit but and then it'll probably just end up being a black hole. When oh, and it this could sections tec- fucked. Like, it could technically throw us into the non Goldilocks zone where the ice either boils or freezes. <laughs> Planet Ice Bowl. Again, we like doing that. We like going through ice ages. It's got to fix itself. I can't remember what it is. Yep. <laughs> yep. The one that, uh, what is it, Sagan Fine. talks about all the time. The Younger Dryas period, I think is what it's called. Or basically, they're saying that there's a hard reset of of evolution of evolu- of like civilization. Sorry, not evolution. I don't know if I'm getting that right with the Younger Dryas period. That was probably just during the last uh, mass extinction. Well, that's what it's saying that modern science doesn't account for it. They're basically saying that like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of evidence out there to like a certain ice age that wiped like a cataclysmic event that wiped out. All like all these civilizations that we keep finding that just tend to be older and older than what we right now mainstream science says is how old you know civilizations are, mm-hmm. and then we find something where it's like even older, and then we find more shit where it's even older. Then we find fucking like like just like in the jungles and shit like that. Like we find fucking like they they just keep finding all kinds of crazy shit with like lidar and stuff like that, and they have no idea how old it is and stuff like that. Like. It was. It's saying like basically that that there is like this. There's cataclysmic event that started a fucking like an ice age and it wiped out literally like I think it's something like seventy percent of life on Earth, let alone us. There is in the fossil record. There's an event known as the Great Dying. Like where at a certain point, like when you get down to the fossil record, there's just so much shit because like ninety percent of life on Earth died then, Mm -hmm. and they literally call it just the Great Dying. Yep. And that's why and that's no what they say. What, this like, is one like that. Prevail. They're just not accounting for it. Like no one, like no one in science, like no one in mainstream science, like believes in it or thinks that it actually happened. And Sagan, I think, is one that one scientist. He always goes on Joe Rogan. I don't know why they wouldn't believe something like that could happen. Uh, just because it makes no sense. 
because it because they've been. That's how everything's been fucking formed in this world, anyway. Because they've been preaching and preaching for so long that, well, this is when it started. This is how it was. Six thousand years. That's all you got. Yep. <laughs> and, and then they all put the... all of them on the boat, and they were saved. And then all of a sudden, someone comes up and is like, "No, nah, I think we got it all wrong." And people don't want to change their fucking minds, no matter how smart they think they are. I mean, that kind of leads back into like the disclosure stuff, like. Definitely gonna ruffle some feathers. <laughs> Talking about aliens dropping down in Vegas. They just want to gamble, bro. Well, I think I saw in that David Greer one they were talking uh-huh. about that we know of 60 species or something like that. That's a lot. That's why. What that's a lot of aliens. That's quite, a, that's quite a few. Yeah. We that's only have like 200 countries on the planet. 60 species of aliens? That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and and, and that's, another, that's a lot that can just get here. Yeah, that we've met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, I mean, I, it's so weird how this is all kind of tying in. It's just how big everything really is. Like... Like, the universe is fucking huge. And I mean, like, you want to take it another step further and get really weird with it. Like, we can only perceive, like, the three dimensions yeah. that we live in. Yeah. yeah. Just There's higher are... planes, probably, of existence that our brains just can't even perceive. Yeah. Just like speed of light. That's just what we th- think it can only be. It doesn't mean that there is. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, there's other forces absolutely... of nature in there that they that can go yeah, beyond the we're speed of light. And... Fifty thousand years old, whereas planets and other places could be billions of years more advanced than we. They've are. done this like resetting civilization, like probably God knows how many times. Yeah, like over and over Who and knows? over. Like, it could. That's what this could be too. Yeah, like, Futurama even like yeah did that with the ending of it. Like it just all. You imagine a planet that's like itself. hit hit like our set of like even our set or beyond of technology like six times. Like they have proof. They're just like, oh yeah, like this has happened to us like six times, bro. We've gotten to this. Like I remember the fifth time we made the wheel. <laughs> it's just like, hold up. And now you're living in Star Wars. That's the cool thing about Star Wars. I do like, again, off to science fiction a little bit based on what we've been talking about, which is more like, I'd call it science theory more than science fiction because no one really knows if it's true or not. Science hypothesis. There we go. I like it. I just like Star Wars because it's, I mean, you can really just make anything. (laughs) You can really just like, oh, you need a new character? Boom. (laughs) You just plop one in there because you know why? We can. And you can just even, like, plop a whole planet that yep. they come from, like... Yep. This is what this planet's called. This is this random species you've never seen before. They come from this planet. They like to eat this, like... Yeah. But I don't think we can time travel. I mean, we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but... If if you could just pop over to another... Like, if you could just move up to a higher dimension, you know, where... Like, if in two dimensions, a third dimension is not traversable. It's a flat plane. So, like, if you, anything that would live in two dimensions only, that's just beyond their reach, incapable. We, as three dimensional beings, only can see things in three dimension and yeah. only perceive in three dimension. What if you can get up to the fourth dimension <laughs> and then you can just navigate time just really simple and just pop back down? Well, we clearly will never be able to do it because Stephen Hawking already tried and that's like that experiment. Yeah, failed. well, he couldn't get out of his <laughs> fucking chair. Like, what if you had a building with, like, a third floor? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was wrong. I couldn't help it, though. You had a building with no wheelchair ramps on the third floor. That was a maze on it. And then if you could just take the stairs up to the fourth floor and just walk straight across and come back down the other side, how much time would that save you? 
fuck. Time's not fucking real. I keep trying to tell everyone no. that. Why it keeps yelling at me. <laughs> I mean, definitely exists, but... <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Unless all electrons... It's are still a theory electron. that's not technically disproven, just most scientists... Uh, most scientists are moving away from it, obviously. More important things to focus on. I can't exactly remember what it's called, but it's basically it. It comes down to that factor. It's just like time isn't real. Like you can't. Like there is no. Mean what? Doctor, presentism. Said, what? I think that's what it's called. Presentism, where it's like it's like, yeah, things have happened. Like that's why people move away from it is because you can doc. You can literally document the past and prove that it's like, hey, this was a thing. But their whole belief is just like there is only now. There's nothing in the future. There's nothing in the past. It is just now because back then, even what you're thinking about is the past was just the present and it's not there anymore. It's gone. Yeah, that's why it's called the past. But that's why. Exactly. (laughs) That's why most like scientists, you know what I mean? There are presentism people out there who believe in it. I could still be saying it wrong, but I mean, yeah. Or it could be like Dr. Who and it's just a big ball of wibbly wobbly. Timey wormy stuff. Yep, exactly. Talk Thank about, you. We talk a lot about Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You get any further bleach? Christ, no. But some girl wouldn't shut up about Doctor Who to me at the Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> like standing in line, me and holy fuck, Blake. We were just we were talking about Doctor Who because there was a picture, and then this girl just turned around. Oh, who's your favorite? <laughs> oh, well, mine's the Eighth Doctor. <laughs> of course. Of fucking course. I know it always. Oh, wait. Does that be John Hurt? The I don't one? remember which fucking oh, one. Okay. It was just one of the older ones. That's all I really remember of it. Was it some old lady? Did, no, no. Young. Maybe my age girl. She was feeling it, Brian. So, yeah, old lady. No, like, I was trying to turn around and talk to Chase and his girl, and she's just over there talking to fucking Blake, and, oh, man. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) And Blake doesn't know anything about Doctor Who. You know what my favorite doctor is? Whichever one can come into this Comic-Con and kill me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever one shuts you the fuck up. (laughs) How, how, like... How was everything else there? Oh, it was fun. Did you get to meet the Avatar people? Yeah. yeah. I only met... Oh, is he from the... He's also American Dragon Jake Long. Okay, that yeah, I remember that show. But, yeah, so he's Prince Zuko, American Dragon Jake Long, and then Rufio. And for the Rufio one, he put Lost Boys Forever, Bangarang. Damn. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. You yeah. met him. Prince fun. Zuko. Mm-hmm. Anything else cool there? The younger Prince yeah, Zuko, uh, right? Uh, yeah, what's that? The the one from Avatar, not the one from The Legend of Korra, right? No, it's the same one, too. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. yep. Same boy. I thought when he did older, they did different. Nope, same one. Hmm. But Korra was there. Toph was there. Uncle Iroh was there. I didn't meet any of them, though. Was there any, His like... His line alone on fucking Saturday. Like, everybody really? else's was, like, nothing. And then his was, like, hundreds fucking deep. <coughs> Who? Prince Zuko. Uh, like, we, I got in line at, like, 11.30. And it was already, like, at that point, it was still, like, 200 people fucking deep. Damn. So waited in line for an hour. Got to the fucking front. And then he had to go and do a photo shoot and, like, a Q&A. 
So luckily, we just got a little sticky note with a number on it, and I was 12, and Chase was 13, and all we had to do was come back at like 4 o'clock, and we were the first ones in line. That's nice, at least. Yeah, because it was funny. Like, just all these people lined up, and then it's just me and Chase. They just were just standing there, and they just, <laughs> do, 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 right up front. Like, Fuck you. It's like Fast Pass at Disneyland. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. And then he got Chase's name wrong. <laughs> he called him Jake. He's like, all Jake's like American Dragon Jake Long. Mm. Signs both pictures. Chase is like, no, my name is Chase. <laughs> he throws him away and signs two more for him. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Was there any like other cool stands or anything there? Always. Um, got comic books that this dude just does his own covers for. They were cool. Got some Legos. Just the covers, not the <laughs> some inside? Some Legos. Yeah, there was the, I don't know, just a Lego vendor that just had random shit, and I got a Toad for Toad. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. And is there any of the Hobbits there? No. No. That's Everybody rude. was more like let like Avatar. Yeah. With that's more, that, that's, like, that would be one that I'd want to go. I'd like, really want to go to a Lord of the Rings one. They literally had like this 30-foot giant stuffed oppa that you could climb <laughs> up on and take pictures with. That's cool. awesome. Yep, yep. <laughs> we went to PAX. There was some, like, I don't even remember. It was some Apple TV show. And, uh, like, on like a show on Apple TV. Okay. And, uh, I don't know, it's something to do with this big-ass crow. And you could, like, climb up on the crow and, like, get pictures taken with it and shit. <laughs> Definitely. It would be fun if we could all get to, like, a big one like that. Because that one was really fun. Mm-hmm. I really would like to go to a Lord of the Rings one. I'd love to see members of the of the no fellowship. Doubt. I wish we had a fucking like Renaissance fair around here. Because they're friends. Yeah, yeah. There they is, take pictures it? all the time together. Yeah, they're always all over the place mm-hmm. doing stuff. I just saw they a recent video where like Con's just uh, not one of ours. I might have said something about this on here before, but I'm gonna say it again because it's fucking hilarious. Um, I saw a video of the actors who played. Uh, I know Pippin's name is Billy Boyd. I don't know why Mary's is escaping me right now. But basically, the actor for Mary was, like, talking to the actor from Pippin. And he said something. He's like, did you know, like, in a PG-13 film, it's legal to slip one cuss word in. Like, one random bad one. <laughs> and he said something about, like, he basically just said, like, what if what if instead of this, we said this? And just threw a fuck in there and something. And, bro, just hearing Billy Boyd laugh, it was just like... Like, Billy Boy's laugh is Pippin's laugh. Like, it's just so funny how it was... It, looked, it just reminded me of, like, them in the pub dancing, like, drinking and shit like that. It was just hilarious to me. The way he's like, <laughs> I want when, like, Gollum's playing with the fish, and he, like, drops his fish. He's mm. like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or maybe when they throw Gimli. <laughs> Fuck. Not the fucking beard. <laughs> Can't remember what Mary and them said. Don't tell the fucking elf. <laughs> it might have been when uh it might have been when Pippin drops the skeleton down the down the uh <laughs> the well. Oh, in the first it, one in the it, mines. It, it, yeah, it yeah. might have been where he's like, What if Gandalf was just like fool of a fucking tune? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like he just skips that line te- just turns around and just Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Such good, 
Such good ones. You ready to get into some weirdness? Let's do it. So we're going to start early with our first news story. So a Marine vet breaks his 14-year silence to make astonishing claim that his six-man unit saw a hovering octagonal UFO being loaded with weapons by unmarked U.S. forces who threatened them at gunpoint while serving in Indonesia in 2009. Damn! What you doing <laughs> so in Indonesia? US military base in Indonesia? Oh no, he. I mean, we're gonna get into it in a second, but basically, they found just like they're in Indonesia, like on a mission. I think it was like protect like supply drops or something like that. Mm-hmm. And from where they they were there at, they could see like an octagonal UFO just hovering there. They start getting closer, get ambushed by some dudes that are like. They, U.S. forces. Yeah, obviously, like, like speaking in English with American accents, like turn around, we're gonna fucking kill you. Get the fuck out of here! Uh, bro. You can scroll down a little bit because those are our main topic pictures. Keep going, keep going. That guy right there. That's him, Michael that's a, Herrera. That's a big gun. He's a twenty-year-old rifleman sent on a Navy humanitarian mission during 2009 Sumatra earthquake and tsunami that devastated the region. Which is also, I've seen, like, another thing lean back to the David Greer one. Apparently, these, uh... I think it's Stephen Greer. Yeah, Stephen Greer, sorry. It's David Grush and Stephen Greer. I was getting them mixed up. But, uh... There's been, like, these... Apparently, there's communication sites for our... our, Because he's saying that... I don't know, like, about how much of this, but he's saying that, like, we have ships in, like, space. Like, actually, like, our own ships... And, like, communications with them. It, but the, sometimes those can malfunction, the communication, like, bases. And those will cause earthquakes then. Because <laughs> there's been, like, in earthquakes around areas where these bases, like, supposedly are. And it's just, like, if they're doing shit with UFOs or testing them or trying shit and then an earthquake happens, like, it's just kind of, like, things mm-hmm. linked together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like a spider web of coincidences. There's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> Serendipity. Everything's going witter shins. <laughs> so in an exclusive interview with DailyMail.com, he claims that while guarding an airdrop of aid supplies outside of the city of Padang in October of that year, his six-man unit stumbled across a hovering octagonal craft in apparent use by clandestine U.S. forces. After 14 years of silence, he was emboldened by new UFO whistleblower protections in April and testified under oath to the government's UFO investigation team, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO, and as well as the Senate committee. His, he provided his unblemished four-year service record and texts about the incident with an alleged fellow witness who refused to talk, saying it was not worth my life or jeopardizing my family. Peripheral aspects of his account were verified by DailyMail.com using military sources, but Herrera33 does not have documentation or photos of the incident itself. <laughs> they kicked my camera. <laughs> the Denver native joined the Marines fresh out of high school and had been serving for less than two years when he was deployed to the Philippines as a member of the 31st Marine Expeditionary Unit to help distribute aid in the wake of a typhoon. When a 7.6 magnitude earthquake struck Sumatra on September 30th of 2009, his 2nd Battalion, 5th Marines, Echo Company, 2nd Platoon, were rerouted to help guard helicopter aid drops around Padang City, beset by violence from local insurgents. Around October 8th, he and five Marines were dropped off at a clearing in the northeastern part of the city by a CH-53 chopper and hiked 900 feet up a ridge to take their positions for incoming supply drop. It was then he spotted a strange object in the jungle on the other side of the hill. 
You can see something moving and rotating. It was changing colors between a very light matte gray to a very dark matte black. It stuck out like a sore thumb. And that's, uh, that's like the pictures we have of supposedly what he saw. That's like the drawing that he like relayed to someone that's like a 3D rendering of it below it to kind of give you a better picture. He's pretty good at drawing. I don't think he drew that, but I think... Oh. <laughs> Someone did. Yeah. I was going to say, damn, bro. Let's just be an artist. Yeah. Oddly, he said, they had not been given radios, <clears throat> so instead of calling it in, they edged down the hill in, in formation to investigate. Well, Herrera snapped photos and video on his Panasonic camera. They <laughs> kicked my camera. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was massive, the size of a football field. The craft was rotating in a clockwise motion, not Withershins, <laughs> <laughs> while changing colors, and an audible hum to it, like the sound of a transformer or a guitar amp. Just Ozzy playing from it. <laughs> it was an octagonal shape with a pyramid at the top of it that was black. But it's a football field long? Yeah, like they're like in that picture, they're like driving trucks up on there and like leaving like trailers and shit. That's wild. He said it had scales that were on the outside of the craft that covered the whole craft. And it seemed it had seams and sharp edges, which I suspect to be man-made. Nothing on it was smooth. It had some panels on the vertical edges that were Vanta black. Harara claiming that when he and his five comrades got within 150 feet of the craft, they were ambushed by eight men wearing all-black camouflage, bulletproof vests, wielding M4 rifles with high-end night vision attachments given to elite U.S. troops. They had their weapons drawn on us, he said. We could audibly hear their weapon safety levers flipping off safe. Who the fuck are you guys? What are you doing here? Two of them yelled with American accents. They said they, we weren't supposed to be here and that they could kill us. As the men continued to threaten them, took the Marines' weapons, dumped their ammunition, and scanned their military IDs, Herrera said that he saw others loading large weapon cases and other containers from modified Ford F-350 trucks onto a platform beneath the craft. And the last two trucks finished unloading and drove off. The lower part of the platform rose off the ground to about 10 feet, and the craft lowered to meet it and came together into one piece, he said. On the corners of the craft, it had lights that were changing between blue, red, yellow, and green. It rose off the ground and a little past the trees and shot off to our left towards the ocean at around 4,000 miles per hour. I don't know how he came up with that number, though. Yeah. That's 4,000. fucking fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, they got my camera, but I have my stopwatch. <laughs> Go to that tree and <laughs> four thousand miles per hour. I know it. I know four thousand miles an hour when I, I see it. I see it. I know it. Being a Denver boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we can't believe this fucking is fucking happening. From a dead drop, it didn't make any sound like a. From a dead stop, it didn't make any sound like a sonic boom. It didn't disturb the trees like a rotor bush would. We could see coconuts on the trees, and none of them were disturbed. So no sonic boom, then it didn't reach the fucking speed of sound. Well, that's another thing that this guy, like, Stephen Greer has been talking about with, like, again, I don't know if it's right, with, like, the zero-point energy. He was also talking about, like, you have the energy to basically teleport, and that's what that, it's basically, like, what that does. is like, all inertia is basically null and void. Like, this type of, like, technology that they have to do this. It, like, the speed of light and sound and stuff like that are basically nothing to it. I, again, I can't... Well, like, a sonic boom comes from you displacing the air as you move through yeah. it. So, if they're... It would be heard with That's what I mean. Is like, they're not... They're, like, basically and... teleporting. Well, that's the thing. They're not moving through the air fast enough to disturb it. They're somehow, like... 
trans like warping like gravity okay. and different forces around it to move the thing. Yeah. So they're not moving the air. And they obviously don't have like a jet propulsion system that's ob- that's like pushing them forward through it too. Like I wish I wasn't so dumb when I watched these videos. Mike lost his place. Harar said the eight unmarked soldiers gave them back their unloaded guns and marched them back over the hill, still telling us how they could kill us. Once Wait, these are American troops too, right? So they're so, both American troops, supposedly. But they're like he's claiming that they're like they're special, American people. Well, they're well, he's Marines. Also, he's that, saying that they're loading like U.S. like equipment, like obvious like property of the U.S. government, yes. like crates onto this thing. Yes. They have. <laughs> They have like scopes that are only for like elite U.S. troops. So like, but I'm saying these people are also they themselves. Yeah, they're they're the like Marines. Marines. Yeah, like these the guys getting ambushed. So they just got fucking. It, so they just got sent to the wrong fucking area. It's like, hey, well, no, 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 no. What you're getting mixed up? It's not the U.S. government fucking up the U.S. government. No, I know that. I'm just saying the Marines just stumbled upon the, the, the Marines U.S. government were sent doing to guard a supply me. drop on a different hill. And from that hill, they could see this thing, and they okay. they okay. and also so this where it comes in that it's probably not the U.S. government. Well, and he it's, said that it was weird that they weren't given radios. Yeah. Like they were sent out there with no radio specifically, and they so it's like another organization who just has soldiers from. Well, and it's gonna get we're gonna get into this later, but that's kind of like what these whistleblowers are talking about. The like especially like David uh, David Goresh, mm-hmm. the one the one that we're talking about tonight. <laughs> Their names are so close, I keep getting them mixed up. <laughs> but uh, his, like, main, like, whistleblower complaint is that, like, he knows that we have these things, and the government, like, Congress doesn't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's saying that there's, like, pro-elements of the U.S. government that are acting rogue, and, like, recovering these crafts, keeping them in black sites, keeping them in secret budgets that, like... Because that's the whole thing of Congress. Congress has the power of the purse. Congress is supposed to control all money of the government. But that's that's what I meant. Is like it's like some kind of like subcategory or a different organization, the secret quote unquote the secret government. Yeah, you know just what like I mean. MI6. Exactly. But there's like you know, like and it makes. I mean, to this it makes perfect sense because yeah, the Congress who has the power of the people. Of course, it doesn't know about it. Of course, it doesn't know yeah, this shit. They're the people. We don't. Yeah. We don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about. Well, it. and that's why, like, when you look at like the Pentagon's budget, they pay like fifty dollars for a fucking hammer. Like shit, like that money just gets spent into other things, which is that's what these whistleblowers are claiming mm-hmm. is that that kind of money is going to these projects, and that this information needs to be released to the American public because, like, that's not okay for to have like elements of the government not being accounted for by the people. Mm-hmm. There's been mad people trying to, like, subpoena these documents from, like, the FBI and different, like, organizations in there to Congress. And it, it's That's just, like, just never well, going to happen. And it, it complicates happen. it because it's all, like, it's all about technology, which is top secret, supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. can't disclose it to everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, in the interview with this guy that we're going to talk about later, like, he was saying this, like, like the guy, the interviewer was asking him questions. And he's like, I can't, can't speak to that. Like, that's top secret. If I break that, like, I'm going to jail regardless. Like that kind of shit. Kill me. Yeah, yeah, even that. <laughs> yeah, you just tell them that you're going to go to jail. <laughs> we'll kill you. We will kill you. Uh, once we got over the hill, they told us to get the fuck away from here and don't look back. <laughs> <laughs> He's just telling you the truth. 
The six Marines ran back to the aid drop site and were scolded by the gunnery sergeant for returning early. Ferraro said, adding that they all kept quiet about the disturbing encounter. I was fucking scared, the veteran said. I was thinking, I could have been killed. How the hell am I going to explain this? Back on the USS Denver, Harar's unit was debriefed by a rear admiral he didn't recognize. He said it was odd to have such a high-ranking officer there, and again, none of them mentioned the saucer and unmarked troops. A few days later, they were docked in, Sub- in Subic Bay in the Philippines, the Marine said. After an evening of drinking with his colleagues, he returned to find his camera card and battery removed from his locker, along with his five comrades' phones missing. In early December of 2009, he said he was back at Camp Hansen in Okinawa, Japan. He was told to report to the office where he found an Air Force lieutenant colonel in full uniform but no name tag. He starts telling me, you're not allowed to talk about what happened. You're not, not, your chain, not to your chain of command, not even a general, Harar said. You will go to prison or you will die. He told me to keep my <laughs> mouth shut. <laughs> he told me to keep my mouth shut and slide a paper to me, which was an NDA. The only thing I can recall was that it said TS slash SCI, which is top secret slash sensitive compartmented information. That's the... Mm-hmm. And it had Indonesia on it. The rifleman said he was going to. He said the rifleman said he signed and was told to get the fuck out of there. I ran back to the barracks and haven't talked about it ever since. It's something I've kept secret for almost fourteen years, but I've thought about it every single day. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you see that? I wouldn't stop thinking about it either. He left the Navy in October of 2011, and a certificate of release showing four years active duty and medals for National Defense Service, Global War and Terrorism Service, Humanitarian Service, Sea Service Deployment, and Sharpshooter Rifle Badge. And one write-up for that time, you went on a mission and came back with no ammunition. <laughs> uh, he's made several million dollars as an entrepreneur and now runs a private security company called Valkyrie I, and a new UF whistleblower protections uh, enacted in December what prompted him to like come forward. The Avengers are fucking real, bro. <laughs> it the happened Avengers. like 20 years ago, and that's what they're making the movie about. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a documentary from something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. If you look close, you can see the Twin Towers still in it. <laughs> Damn, bro. A football field long. 100 yards. I wonder who's driving. The Grays? Us? Well, so, I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, like, some of these whistleblowers are alleging, like, the triangle UFOs. Like, remember, like, the triangle one over in, in Arizona? Like, that big, like, where they said, like, they had the five lights and, like, mm-hmm. the triangle shape? That one, they're saying, like, that's a government craft. Like, that's, like, one that, like, we've built trying to, like, replicate this technology. Mm. And they talk about, like, the spears, like, the orbs and, like, the tic-tac shapes are, like... Other, like, are, like, anomalous ones that we don't know about. They're either, like, being made here in underwater, like, production bays, basically, where, like, each one is... That's why it's saying they're not extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. They're saying, like, it's not extraterrestrial because it doesn't come from space. They're being built here, but... Based off of extraterrestrial stuff. But by stuff. non-human intelligence. Yeah. So we find it, we re- reverse engineer it. And, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more later, but they're... The telephone? Oh, that, that's what I say, like, Bluetooth, like, fiber optic cable, Kevlar, yeah. like, some of the stuff, like, that we have yeah. now, like, they're saying comes from these crashes that we got 80 years ago. We barely got to the moon, let alone let's put a phone out there and talk back to Earth. I was like the one where it's just like, if he was the first person to step on the moon, who took the picture? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jim's out there with the camera. <laughs> so, for our next news story, we have a possible resurrection. What? Is that what this is? Yeah. Woman Whoa. declared dead knocks on coffin during her own wake in oh Ecuador. Oh my god, that is one. <laughs> but there's Fuck, a, there's bro. literally an easy like solution to know if somebody's dead or not. You just cut them. If they bleed, they're alive. If they don't, they're dead. Simple as fucking that. Yeah, I guess in Ecuador they don't do like embalming or anything because they took her right to the wake. Like, like, up, oh, she's dead. Just take her off. I mean, honestly, we really shouldn't. The family said Christ. it gave us all a fright. Right. I fucking you. bet it did. You. <laughs> she was buried almost. <laughs> like what? Is that in a casket? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's her during the week. A 76-year-old woman who was oh. declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador astonished her relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake, and the incident has prompted a government investigation into the hospital. Relatives left the coffin behind and rushed retired nurse Bella Montoyo back to the hospital after the wake. It gave us all a fright, Barbara said after I mean, adding the doctors had said his mother's situations remained dire. Ecuador's health ministry said that Montoya was in intensive care Monday at the Martin Iquiza Hospital in Babahojo. Well, the ministry investigates doctors. Wasn't that the, in the name case. of that fucking cryptid we talked about? I think so. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Monongo, 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 or something. <laughs> He who stops the flow of water or something. Uh, it's a ministry that investigates doctors involved in, in cases. And a technical committee has been formed to review how the hospital issues death certificates. Uh, Montoya initially had been admitted at the hospital with a possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest. And when she did not respond to res- res- uh, resuscitation, a doctor on duty declared her dead. Barbarera said his mother was unconscious when she was brought to the emergency room and that a few hours later a doctor informed him she was dead and handed over identity documents and a death certificate. The family then brought her to her funeral home and were holding a wake later that day when they started to hear strange sounds. Hello? <laughs> I, I, I got a question real quick. What if this woman signed up for those pay-for-death pizzas? <laughs> she got to pay now? I need a refund right now. I'm still got, alive. Like, or she, d- can we dispute these transactions real quick? <laughs> I wasn't really dead. Well, you got a death certificate. Pay up. <laughs> uh, there are about 20 of us there, Barbara said. After about five hours of the wake, the coffin started to make sounds. My mom was wrapped in sheets and hitting the coffin. And when we approached, we could see that the, she was breathing heavily, which I fucking bet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, bro, no. that is my worst fear. That is seriously my worst oh, fucking fear, oh. bro. Do you want one of the, like the bells on your coffin? Yeah, I don't want to be in a coffin. <laughs> Just burn me. Make sure yes, it's done. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. I saw it in but when I was a kid. I saw it in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a season where she dies, and they bury her, and then they try to bring her back to life. And they think like in the middle of them trying to bring her back to life, it gets interrupted by this demon gang, and they think they fuck it up, and they didn't bring her back to life. But they did. Ooh. And then they eventually... So they just they just go about like trying to save themselves. They Eventually, everyone gets out of it okay. And, oh, oh, okay, well, Buffy's gone. Can't do that anymore. No. She's fucking back, and she fucking... She, well, she's also super strong, because she's the fucking vampire slayer. So she fucking punches, and she fucking claws her way out of her fucking casket, and fucking, like, just comes up out of the fucking ground and shit like that. And then, eventually, they find her, and they're like, 
oh shit. <laughs> like, oh damn. They're like, what's wrong with their hands? Like, why are they? Da- oh. <laughs> like, yeah, we brought her back to life and made her claw her way out of her own grave. And it's just like, bro, like. I bet she was pissed after that. Oh my God, bro. No, she was actually really pissed because she was in heaven. And they ripped her out of heaven. <laughs> I was having a fun time for once, you motherfuckers. There is. There's a musical. There's a musical episode where basically that's where she only told like a she di- she didn't re- she mentioned it in the show, but she only told like I think she told the one vampire she was in love with. But then eventually, like none of her family or anyone knows like exactly what happened. But then there's this musical episode because there's always a musical episode, right, where everyone sings and dances, and then she finally comes out with it. Even she in was Buffy, like, yeah, she was like, I was in heaven, and everyone's like. What? And she's like, yeah, I think I was in heaven. And they're just like, no, we lived her out of heaven. We've been fighting the hell mouth so long, and now God's just going to fucking put us there. Hmm. It was, yeah. But anyway, when I was a kid and I saw that shit, when I saw her, like, freaking out, like, <laughs> on, I'm like, no. Not me. No, sir. <laughs> you can burn me on a pyre, bro. Like, fuck that. That's what I've always wanted I think you can still do it in Colorado. There's still a state that still allows you to be burnt via pyre. Let's be honest. Only your close friends are going to sit there and smell that. <laughs> but maybe put something good. Hmm? Put a couple, like, pork ribs or something underneath. <laughs> yeah. You want to, like, like change the smell? You want some pork ribs that are spiced by bread? <laughs> so, uh, the relatives say they rushed her back to the hospital and she was still in serious condition. She was under intubation, and doctors weren't giving relatives much hope about her prognosis. And no details have been released about the doctor who said who had prematurely declared her dead. And also, apparently, this is like isn't like the first time this has happened recently. A similar incident happened in the U.S. in December. An Iowa care facility mistakenly pronounced a 66-year-old resident dead and had her transported to the funeral home where she woke up, quote, gasping for air. There are extensive, like, things that they have to do before they can declare a body truly dead. Apparently, sometimes you're just like, you know what? Send this one on down. You know what? It's been a long-ass day. I'm out of here at 8. She's dead. (laughs) In 2020, a young woman who was declared dead at her suburban Detroit home opened her eyes at her funeral home as she was about to be embalmed. Bruh. They were literally inside of her, ready to start pumping her full. They were about to kill her. Yeah, she was going to be dead. Yeah. I mean, we really shouldn't. Like, we should just let them decompose. Like, they're just just give me your ashes. They're just taking up space. Oh, I want the thing where. That's actually what's right up there. You see that little jar up there? That little tiny glass jar? You see, Brian? That's part of my pap. Okay. My gram gave him to me because we all got like, just like I got a ring because she kept bugging me about it. But then, uh, like my other family got like necklaces and stuff like that that you like put the ashes in and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought I was just like, hey, there's Pat. (laughs) I want the thing where they take your skull and then crush the rest of your ashes into like two gems, and then they put the gems in your eyes. And then you just have a skull with two gem eyes. That's pretty fucking. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool, bro. Just pass me down to the family. Yeah, that's bro. That's Pop Pop's haunted skull. <laughs> <laughs> what, he collected it? No, that's him. That's Pop Pop. <laughs> Black hole. <laughs> that's Pop Pop. <laughs> just had Pop Pop like, in the eyes, too. Like engraved in the Oh, I was going to say on the forehead. Just Pop Pop. <laughs> 
It's maybe like 67 or something. <laughs> Bro, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> right there's Papa. <laughs> Put it in your will that if they want your money, they have to like display you. They have to keep me yeah. forever oh and all eternity. I swear to God, you put me in a box in the attic, I will haunt your ass so hard. I promise. And then I will... <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whew. That was great. So, I got some Bigfoot sightings for you. Ooh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since a big... Are these it? Multiple Yeah, so this first... Oh, wow, look at that one. I can't see shit. Oh, it's not... Uh, I see trees. Yeah, you can try to open original, or, like, open a browser and then zoom into it. No, like, if you click on the image, and then see at the bottom there. Oh, no. I saw it, too, yesterday. I guess it lives there now. No, your mic's in the damn way. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Thank you. So, multiple Bigfoot studies reported at Turkey Mountain, Oklahoma. Tours to the Turkey Mountain urban wilderness area <laughs> confirmed sightings of a mysterious creature. In a report on the official Facebook page of the region, authorities indicated they'd received a lot of reports from travelers who had stated seeing a Bigfoot-like creature in the location. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's definitely not a Bigfoot. Over the weekend, we received dozens of calls and messages reporting a sighting at Turkey, the post reads. While we investigate the, in the matter... This seems like a good time to remind you that social distancing of six feet is required when at Turkey Mountain. Because this happened during COVID. (laughs) Turkey Mountain is a hill occupying a wide area on the west side of the Arkansas River in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The sub is 104 feet above the river below, offering a good view of Tulsa. Photos of the Bigfoot depict a light brown bipedal ape partly concealed by bushes and trees. Bro, that one... You can't tell me you don't see it. I didn't say I didn't see it. That's just a man in a costume. I mean, mm. yeah, it, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, in, they're investigating while also reminding visitors again to stay six feet apart, which then the photos are then later revealed to just be uh, a campaign to get people active, but at a distance since it was locked down. <laughs> Some people Go out up. in the woods, but stay six feet apart. Yeah. It's just like the people driving by themselves with masks Dude, on. Dude, that still blows my mind today. Hey. I see people doing that. Maybe they just don't want to take it like take it off, you know. They They're just doing their civil duty, yeah. man. You walk from your house to your car and you still ha- and you have it on just doing that? Like you wear people- it all fucking day. You shower in that motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Some people worried, bro. It's got to get clean somehow. Uh, it's like the never nudes, you know. Never without your mask. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that's never going to help you. <laughs> if underwear and pants don't stop a fart from escaping, I don't know what that mask is going to do. Wow, you're, there's holes at the bottom and the top. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> don't you look at me. I'm right. I didn't say you weren't. It's funny. <laughs> We can get into an actual Bigfoot sighting now. Ooh. Those pictures you wanted to look at. Dude, that looks like a fucking Urukai straight from fucking <laughs> Isengard, doesn't it? Say Meat's back on the menu, boys. Meat's <laughs> back on the menu, boys. I, I think we've talked about this before, but you, you've seen like the orcs but with human voices. Yes. Those are great. It is. <laughs> really any sort of lip syncing at all. Like There's ones where like there's sports ones. 
Where, like, they do a whole compilation of, like, they see, fuck, oh, my God, dude, those are fucking hilarious. Because they just, sometimes they make them look so fucking real. Like, that's exactly what they were saying. Like, it's fucking funny. That courtroom one we watched. Yes, that was hilarious. So, Bigfoot lurking from the window photographed in Colorado. Scott Yeoman states that states he shot the series of photos back in August of 2017 at his house, but it's only now that more people are interested in his encounter. You should have shot the. No, you shouldn't have shot the photo. You should have shot the fucking Bigfoot, yeah, bro. That fucking close. <laughs> right to the fucking forehead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in August of 2017, we were finishing the interior of the back of the house, and I came into the living room and caught a whiff of a very harsh odor in the room. It smelled like rotting animal flesh, vomit, and excrement. All at one time. And that kind of, like, there's always, like, the skunk ape, like, sightings that always talk about, like, a stink. Like, yeah. just, like, this, like, horrible stink you can tell whenever they're around. Oh, that's why you need to put one between the fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a glimpse of something moving outside the window from the corner of my eye. We've had bears visit pretty regular, but they tried to get under the house, not in it. But when I saw the figure by the window, I thought a bear had somehow climbed up the window. I used a cheap code export digital camera for taking pics and for most part it takes a fast action picture slash video it was on the end table next to my recliner approximately six feet from the window yeoman went for his gun after taking pictures of the beast but when he turned back to shoot the intruder it moved away from the window and rapidly vanished into the forest his wife was worried about their safety and called the police and three officers arrived to investigate and their conclusion was most likely it was a bear or other wildlife until i show until he showed uh like them the photos and like on the camera Mm mm-hmm when they reviewed it, two of the three were impressed, and the third was like, it's a bear. I didn't know bear. I got a nose. Bears don't have nose. Like, bears have, like, dog, animal, like, mm. noses. That's that, a per like, a, like a yeah. eight nose. Is that a first, per- is, is that a first floor, like, window? I think so. So that's just ground right there? So that's just a fucking person standing. This one there. really gets me because of the eyes. It just looks like creepers. I mean, if they are, they're just doing blackface, too. That person should go to a hospital. Like, what do you mean blackface? Like, I, I don't even see any definition in this fucking picture. I just see you don't a, see you don't see like you can't see how that's like black. I would say it, it kind of looks, looks like it's glowing. It looks like a wrinkled face. Like, well, I mean, the, the eyes kind of look like in the second picture they're glow because like you know when you snap a picture of something in the dark like its eyes are like reflective. But they're black. we're saying those are the okay. Hold These on. Are the I gotta eyes. get closer then. Hold on. These are the eyes. Brim in the nose. Oh, holy fuck. So from back there, it just looked like that was a whole body. Like an upper body. Oh, uh, yeah, like no. Like the very top, like almost, I just thought it was a head. Okay, I see it now. I like the bottom one. He's like, I'll be seeing you later now. <laughs> if I saw some shit like that, I couldn't sleep at night. I wouldn't be able to fucking Probably sleep. Probably not. No. I was going to get it. You're good. I got it. You're good. Well, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Don't let it fucking happen again. So we got our last news story. Florida man gets flesh-eating bacteria infection after a relative bit him. Oh. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm intrigued by this one. It's been a while since we've had Florida, man. The 52-year-old Riverview resident, Donnie Adams, initially noticed a small bump on his left thigh, which emerged two days after he'd broken up a fight between two family members at a gathering. Thinking the wound looked like a bite mark, Adams went to a local emergency room to get a tinnitus shot and antibiotic treatment. 
But three days three days later, my leg was very sore. I couldn't walk. It was very warm and very painful. He returned to the emergency room, uh, where doctors determined he needed immediate surgery. The general surgeon and wound care specialist treated Adams and later told the Tampa Bay Times that gray fluid seeped out of Adams' leg as soon as he as soon as his surgical implements pierced the tissue, which is a sign of necrotizing fasciitis, colloquially known as flesh eating bacteria. Uh, to treat ne- necrotizing fasciitis, doctors gave antibiotics to kill the bacteria and surgically remove a patient's dead and infected flesh. He had about 70% of the tissue removed from the front of his thigh. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm damn. Pretty, I can't believe they didn't just take the whole fucking leg. <laughs> Getting close to what Bill had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they removed the front of his thigh and required a second surgery to remove some infected flesh that had been missed. He spent three weeks recovering in the hospital and required six months of additional care after discharge to make sure his thigh wound properly healed. The hospital told uh, doctors told Tampa Bay Times that he never before treated a case of necrotizing fasciitis caused by a human bite. It's so un- how is the other person living? I, that, I just I was waiting to ask that. We're right getting we're getting into it in a second. Okay. Nice. Uh, it's, un- it's unknown whether the culprit bacteria came from the bite itself or entered his skin after the fact, but it's certainly possible that the microbes came from the biting. Uh, his leg is now heavily scarred and occasionally painful, but it's healed and fully functional. And With he's seventy percent of his fucking thigh missing. I mean, most no, of it grew back. Yeah, it's back. Most of it doesn't grow back. I mean, it's some will. Not like that. They I said mean, it's, it's still fully functional. functional. Fuck, bro. It's enough for him to walk around. At okay, least. so you so you don't have a quadricep. He's not going to be a soccer you have player. A, you have sure. two. Se- <laughs> <laughs> his dreams of being a professional soccer player is shot, but. <laughs> you have two sets of triceps. What do you want from me? One in your arms, one in your legs. What? He also said regarding the fight that all party parties involved are very sorrowful. But so we know, like I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, that from eating human flesh, like if you're That's I could, a terrible if you, thing to fucking do. It's so no, but like ridden. it can cause you to get the bacteria in your mouth. And then if you bite someone else, it'll give them the flesh so eating bacteria. Wait, so she, is a, people have been caught like a cannibal. Cannibals have been caught before from this. Like people will go to the hospital with like flesh eating bacteria and they test them. And they're like, what happened to you? Oh, it was like bit by someone. And then I got this. They go and like, te- like look into that person most of the time because it's Ask happened. For a be- so they, they have precedent now to like it's happened before. Like it, multiple times people have been caught as cannibals because of like things like this. Oh, Whoa. What? So is that what happened? Like, it didn't say like it didn't go into after like that, what? but that's what I'm wondering. It's like huh. maybe this person's relative is a fucking cannibal, and they need to do some investigation. It was Thanksgiving, but he wasn't happy with what was on the menu, so he wanted that's to get some shit. of what he needed. He was breaking up the fight, got bit by and got the fucking flesh eating bacteria because that person was trying to eat the person they were fighting with. I mean, maybe like maybe not that, but like well, I mean, also if you're gonna bite, I mean, it's just like. He it's just, bit him. Yeah. He bit him. Like, he's just like his first instinct is just to Arr. bite something. <laughs> take a chunk out of somebody. So, yeah, maybe this person's fucking name, like, relative is a cannibal. Where was that? Florida, of course. Yeah. yeah. Duh. All right, I do have to pee quick before we get to the main topic. Oh, here we go. And we're back. Are you ready to get into our main topic? I See, very much am. Get even a little weirder with it. Bring it on. 
Yeah, we went all over the spectrum right with this one, man. <laughs> so we're talking about David Grush, the new whistleblower. He was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh, he's a Pennsylvanian. PA boy. I mean, look at him. That guy with the beard? <laughs> no, up top. I fe- that guy. Okay. He looks like some dude you can see walking around like... He does look like a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's a decorated combat officer within the USAF during the war in Afghanistan. and is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Offense, which are... The Geospatial Intelligence Agency is mostly due with, like, satellites okay. and, like, mapping. And same thing with the National Reconnaissance Office, which is, like, gathering you, intelligence. And then <laughs> the other one was just the Air Force. So he does all that, does all that with the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, and from 2019 to 2021, he was a representative of the NRO to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, which we've talked about before was, like, the one where they went to Congress and like that's what we declassified, like the Nemitz video, the Tic Tac video, the Go Fast Gimbal, those ones we looked at before. Uh, and that's where they, that's when they basically brought it out as UAP from UFO, like the aerial phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And now it's not aerial; it's anomalous. They changed it again. Yeah, just recently from uh, unidentified anomalous phenomenon, because that's supposed to go with the whole theory of they're coming from underwater. Mm. Well, because we have we have so much proof, like videos, like from the Oma, like there's the USS Omaha video where uh, it's just going. You just see like the normal, the yeah, you just see like the normal orb just going, 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 then just boom right yeah, into the I've ocean. Seen that yep. One. Uh, and people are like these whistleblowers are coming forth and saying things like they're produced underwater. Like the Bermuda Triangle is one of these places, and that's why like ships are always going missing there is because they get too close to these facilities and then just. <laughs> Yeah, it's also just a giant fucking hub anyway. And then, uh... Oh, and they're saying that, like, these, like, spear crafts we're seeing are, like, made, like, fabricated, like, each time they go out, like, to a specific pilot. That's what some people think. Hmm. Oh, yeah, but we just said that they changed it from... It's not even, like, unidentified aerial phenomenon now. It's unidentified anomalous phenomenon. To coincide with the fact that it could be coming, like people, a lot of like sources are saying they're coming from under the water. Which I mean, like we have like five percent of the oceans like explored. Eh, It's actually up now, but (coughs) it's still not a lot. Like, still definitely like no. There's places to explore. Mapped out, and that's at least the stuff they want you to see. Everything's what they want us to see. Uh, your job just wants you to see a couple extra hours not on your paycheck. Yeah, that's another thing. I hate places, sorry, that fucking just because you have a paid holiday, fuck up your pe- your overtime then. Yeah. Right, bastards? Mm-hmm. They're the secret government. It's just one of those, like, I put in 90 hours, but now I have no overtime because of it. Well, you don't have the holiday. The holiday doesn't count as overtime. That's what I fucking don't like. I, well, okay, it but that's be just a, all eight hours. Like, like anything over that eight hours in that day is overtime. So that's just regular well, hours. But well, they, no. they just straight up took eight hours. Anything of over forty away. hours in a yes. week's period, yes. but not eight hours in a day. But they didn't do it that way. But the holiday still is just doesn't count. Like I had a full week of like fifty hours, 
and then a second week of like forty hours. So you only get ten hours and of overtime unless the ten hours is the holiday. It would have only been five, but if uh, yeah, so that five at least. No, actually, uh, during the holiday you don't get. It's retarded. I was <laughs> 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 just whispered. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> So, David Grush also assisted in drafting the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023, which is part of the act that, like, helps all these, like, whistleblowers come forward and gives them some protections. And he has just recently left the government on April 7th of 2023. So, he's, like, the full, like, 20-year, like, officer. been Fresh like the fuck out of... He's been, like, classified into, like, the highest, like, levels of secrecy that you can be, like, the, like, the top secret slash SCI stuff. He was saying in the interview that he can be like, he wasn't obviously just like, obviously like just given all the information instantly, but he could be read into any program that he needed to be to do his like for like information and specifically for the UAP tax force. Like, but he's saying like in part of these claims that he was doing, like this whistleblower claim is that he would go to certain people because he would hear these things from people like about aliens and saucers that we've captured and all sorts of shit. He would go to these people and be like, hey. I have the clearance, read me into this, like, it's my job, like, you have to read me into it. And then you'd be like, no, like, get lost, like, we're not, we're not doing it, that kind of shit. Hmm. And that's what his, his, like, lawsuit is about, mm-hmm. is that, like, you can't be doing that, like, I have clearance to see everything, you have to let me in, but mm-hmm. they weren't. Uh, in July of 2021, he filed a complaint with the Intelligence Community Inspector General. In it, he maintained the UAP-related classified information has been withheld and or concealed from Congress by, quote, elements of the intelligence community to purposely and intentionally thwart legitimate congressional oversight of the UAP program. That's, like, the whole thing here is, like, Congress, supposedly, like, one of the three, like, there's, like, the judicial, the, like, the president, and then, uh, like, Congress. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be, like, the top. Like, there's nothing above them. And there's if they're saying like you need to give us the information on it, you have to give them the information on it. That's supposed to be how it works, but mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It will never be that. First Trump, now these motherfuckers. Uh in June of twenty twenty three, he went public with certain information from the UAP analysis committee and has since been reorganized and expanded into the all domain anomaly resource office, which we talked about before, which isn't really a good it's like a Daro or something but to include investigations of objects operating underwater and he's also mentioned in his interview other dimension uh he said quote i couch it as somebody who has studied physics where you know maybe they're coming from different physical dimension as described in quantum mechanics we know there are extra dimensions due to high energy particle collisions etc and there's a theoretical framework to explain that he said is a well-established fact, at least mathematically and based on empirical observation analysis, that are most likely are physical additional spatial dimensions. He said, and you can imagine, four and five dimensional spaces, with what we experience is linear time, ends up being a physical dimension in a higher dimensional space where, where you were living. You can translate across what we perceive as linear flow, so like time. Mm-hmm. You can be able to move across it freely. So there's a possibility that there is a theory here. I'm not saying this is 100% the case, but it could be that it's not necessarily extraterrestrial, but it's actually coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might be co-located right here. That's why they're not claiming, like, a lot of these aren't claiming they're extraterrestrial. 
They're saying it's coming from here, mm-hmm. just non-human intelligences. Uh, Grush said the recovery of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles has been made for decades through the present day by the government, its allies, and defense contractors. Uh, analysis has determined that the objects retrieved are, quote, of exotic origin or non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. So, like, this is a guy who's been, like, the top echelons of, like, the information community, and he's just coming out and saying, like, yeah, we've had crafts. We've had crafts since the 40s, and we're not telling people about it. He goes on to say about that basically it's just been a disinformation campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who's talked about UFOs in the past forever has just been, you're a whack job, you're crazy, like, it's not. And there's also, he, like, talks about, like, Roswell and stuff, how they, mm-hmm. like, put out the, uh, like, they're, like, the weather balloon. Yeah, it like, wasn't a weather balloon because the original story came out and said what they truly saw, and then the black guy, the guys in the black suit, came in and said, "You need to say." Yeah, exactly. Like he, he, he says, like in the this interview, it's like if you like look at what they put out saying it was just a weather balloon and stuff, it just doesn't really like make sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can just <sighs> tell it to cover up. Uh, Grish says we are not talking about prosaic origins or identities. Referencing information he provided to Congress in the current ICIG, the material includes intact and partially intact vehicles. Yeah, he's also they're claiming that like they are giving all this evidence to the government, but obviously it's classified shit, so like he can't just be giving it out to everybody, mm-hmm. which sucks. <laughs> She's like, I just wanted to know, you know what I mean? Like, just tell me, show me, yes we or can- no. I don't even need to see. Just fucking tell us that they're that you have aliens. We're big life. boys. Well, he like, is. From- I just want everybody to admit it. Well, no, I'm talking about just, like, because, like, the Pentagon came out and said that he's making this all up. Uh, yeah, okay. Of course they are. But Congress is looking in, is, they, they're they looking into it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I forget. Whether they take it seriously or not. What, okay. The Inspector General or whatever for Congress, he's, they're taking it serious. Like, they're looking into this. They're subpoenaing people. Like, this, it's just growing and growing by the day, pretty much. Cool. Uh... Like, I don't need to know where you have everything hidden. I don't give a shit about that. Just yes or fucking no. I mean, uh, eventually it'd be nice if you put them on display. For sure, but <laughs> I, I'm cool with just knowing that right now. Like, I don't need to know all the top secret shit, per se. Like, yeah, that's still national security. I don't care about all that. Just, yes, they exist. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if we can fucking fill a football field size UFO with cargo and fly it around, like, I just want to see that. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty yeah, fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in accordance with protocols, Grush provided the uh, we, he provided the Defense Office of Republic, Pre-Publication and Security Review at the Department of Defense with information he intended to disclose to us. His on-the-record statements were, quote, all cleared for publication on April 4th and 6th of 2023. So he's he had, like, the information that we got that we're going to talk about in a little bit, this has all been, like, cleared for release, like, not top secret anymore. And mostly because it's old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, his disclosures and those of non-public witnesses under new protective provisions of the latest defense appropriations bill signal a glowing determination by some in the government to unravel a colossal enigma with national security implications that has bedeviled the military and tantalized the public going back to World War II and beyond. 
For many decades, the Air Force carried out a disinformation campaign to discredit uh, reported sightings of unexplained objects. David Grush says that the promised new age of government transparency is a fallacy. For starters, he says the videos that have been released are just the tip of the iceberg. He says there are many videos that are totally fair to release through a declassification process, he said. I find it very concerning from a transparency perspective that all the department has declassified were those three famous videos talking about like the gimbal, the go fast, the Nemitz videos. Uh, there are more concerning videos that left me with a lot of questions, he says. And, like, these are the ones he's saying should be shown to the American people so, like, we can at least know, like, what we're dealing with and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he says there are credible witnesses who could testify before Congress about spacecraft, big spacecraft. A lot of them are very big, very large, like, football field kind of size, which goes back to this one. Oh, really? Well, like, it's just, like... It's, like I said, it's a spider web of like consist like consistencies. Yeah, consistent you know? coincidences. Yeah, it's like, mm. it's like it's a saying like when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Like it's like what everything is pointing to is probably the most likely answer. You can't break a zebra, <laughs> can you, Mike? I mean, you probably can. It's not going to like you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be always on your guard around it because it'll probably try to fuck you up if it can. But There's definitely another episode we had like that where we were talking about this and you're like, you can beat a zebra into submission. <laughs> uh, he says the aircraft retrieval team includes at least one private aerospace company that is storing alien craft. High-level U.S. high-level officials in the U.S. government and even presidents have categorically denied that uh, aircraft retrieval unit exists. And just a few weeks ago, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the Pentagon's UAP investigation program, told Congress that his team has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or objects that defy the known laws of physics. Uh, he says, while a large number of cases in our holding may be technically unsolved, there is primarily due to a lack of data associated with those cases. And this is talking about the UAP disclosure that happened like back at the end of last year, mm-hmm. where that's where they declassified like the Tic Tac video and like the mm-hmm. gimbal one and stuff. Uh, and basically, that it honestly just kind of sounded like he just wasn't trying to get. I don't want to say get people's hopes up, but he was trying to just like word it so it could like slide under the radar. It kind of seemed like he's like, yeah, we don't know what it is, but that's just because we don't have enough data. Like, yeah, obviously you don't have enough data. Like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, <laughs> what this is all about. <laughs> oh, uh, and Grush said that he expressed some concerns with Kirkpatrick about a year ago. He said I told him I was starting to un- what I was starting to uncover, and he didn't follow up with me. He has my phone number. He could have called me. Said Grush. I hope he ultimately does the right thing, and he should be able to make the same investigative discoveries as I did. What Grush seems to be kind of like alluding to, like the way he was saying and everything, is kind of just like it seems like he's like Kirkpatrick is in on the different information campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of just saying that stuff in the public forums. Because, at least with the one last year, they had a closed segment where it was closed to the mm-hmm. public. So, who knows what the fuck they talked about then. Yeah, or Saul. Yeah, like what he showed Congress. So, this first event that we're going to talk about is the Magenta Italy crash of 1933. This is supposedly the first cra- the first crashed UFO ever recovered by humans. Mm. Wait, when? In 1933. So, like, I don't know, eight years before World War II. Like, World War II. When was Se- Roswell? 47. Okay. Uh, 
So, a purported flying saucer that either crashed or landed near Magenta in Lombard in Italy on April 11th of 1933, some 14 years before the famous Roswell, New Mexico incident. The event involved a subsequent investigation by an obscure wartime intelligence unit called the Gabinito RS-33. RS is an acronym for Special Researches, and 33 stands for 1933. The uh, group had been authorized by Benito Mussolini to study the problem. And so, like, this is during fascist Italy, like, mm-hmm. during the fascist regime in Italy. <clears throat> uh, later, the crash UFO was stored in hangars of the SAIA Marchetti in Brigade, another town in Italy. Uh, Mussolini. <laughs> Mussolini thought that this was, quote, an unconventional flying vehicle and was a French, British, or German secret weapon. But apparently, Gigliamo Marconi believed it was extraterrestrial in nature. The RS-33 cabinet, according to the mysterious sender of the material who wrote saying he was a relative of one of the members who had investigated this. Uh, Apparently, in 1933 and 1940, there were many different Italian UFO sightings. In one instance, an Italian fighter plane intercepted a UFO between Ravina and Rome in August of 1936 and there was a multiple UFO sighting of a flying cigar and two Saturn-shaped UFOs over Mestre in Venice. Uh, it was so so little wonder a secret commission was established to study them, since there were so many sightings between 1933 and 1940, uh, which was called the Fascist UFO Files. <laughs> Great name. And it was founded by... I just Lus- love planting it on anything. Right? Back then. Damn. <laughs> It was founded by Mussolini along with fascist ministers Italo Balbo and Galizio Sino, and it was headed by Guglielmino Marconi. Uh, the first UFO case was in 1931 near Venice. The second was me- was the mentioned case on June 13, 1933, where a landed UFO was recovered, which was then later seized by the Americans after conquering of Italy during World War II. So it's like they had it, and then when we came through and like just took We're all like, the shit. Whoa, bro! Yeah, what the fuck Where'd was in this shed this, we just man? opened? What the hell? We thought Hitler had some shit. And there's uh, there's several telegrams concerning the recovery of this UFO, and a protocol was sent to the prefect intended for Italian secret services in the newspaper in order to cover up the news. Uh, and it all, this all started to come to light in early of 1996 when a handful of written notes on stationery bearing the seal of the kingdom's senate were found. The year mentioned uh, the material was 1936 in a handwritten document, uh, first sent to a secret agent using the first name as Andrea, uh, where they showed a sketch of a mysterious ship. That's that one right there, which shows like a cigar shape and like the two like disc like Saturn shape that they called them okay. UFOs. Looks uh, like two eggs in a hanky. Yes, it does. <laughs> they say it was observed in the morning. He writes. It was a metallic disc, polished and reflecting light, with a length of 10 or 12 meters. Two fighter aircraft from a nearby Air Force base took off, but were not able to reach it, even traveling at 130 kilometers an hour. It didn't emit any sound, which would lead one to consider an aerostat, which is a balloon. But nobody knows of balloons that can fly faster than the wind. I know for sure that it was seen by other pilots. The report arrived in the hands of Sino, Mussolini's son-in-law and Italy's Minister of Foreign Affairs. Then after approximately an hour and after flying over Mestre... It was seen as sort of a metallic tube, gray or slate in color. A drawing by a confidential informant was redrawn by Andrea, who as far as the two A and B drawings are concerned, it was explained that the quote A was described as being like a kind of aerial torpedo with very clear windows and with alternating white and red lights. Uh, B were two hats, which were like hats used by priests, like the 
Like they were like round and kind of like the bowler hats mm-hmm. and then like flat all around. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, can't remember his name from Mortal Kombat, but he has the ring, like the sharp hat and he throw to people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kung Lao. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the document mentions that the prefecture has opened an inquiry, but you can imagine that it'll make little inroads and have similar outcome to that in 1931. Uh, the Deuce has expressed his worries because he says that if it was an English or French aircraft, his foreign policy would have to start all over again. Although Andre's report is one of several received by Lizzoni uh, since 1996, its contents are sensational since it describes a classic flying saucer in 1936 with aircraft alerted and multiple witnesses. And also reveals that Mussolini, uh, like one of the number, like one leaders of the time, knew like that there was something going on. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, he says that we got, our, like, the U.S. got their hands on the first aircraft, like, their first covered one. And we beat them Nazis. Beat them fascist sons of bitches. Took their toys. And he was going on to talk about how, like, so we we kind of already knew what to do when Roswell happened. And that's why they tried to do that cover-up. It's just to uh, keep it secret, because trying to learn everything we could from them. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> Uh, David Gresh also talks about the Maelstrom Air Force Base UFO disarming nukes. So, like, back in, like, the 60s and 50s. I think I remember this one. Like, the 60s and the 70s, there was a lot of, like, streaks of, quote, UFOs just, like, being around, like, nuclear silos, nuclear testing areas. And then just blop, shutting them off. Yeah, just make them, like, just deactivating the warheads on them all the time. Uh, This... Story is about four veterans who testified in front of Congress in 2021 about a single claim. In the 1960s, UFOs tampered with nu- with nuclear weapons managed by the Air Force, both terrifying and mystifying the airmen who experienced the encounters. Some remained silent for decades, they say. I waited 40 years before I opened my mouth, and that's a long time, said David Schneedel, a retired captain who served as a nuclear missile launch control officer at the Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota. He said, I had, a terrible time. I, had, I had this terrible secret on my mind for all that time, and I felt such a great relief to finally admit to my friends and close relatives what I experienced in the Air Force. Other accounts, such as the story told by veteran Robert Silas of a glowing red-orange craft hovering at the gate of the Minutemen Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Silo in Montana. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Minutemen Intercontinental Ballistic <laughs> Missile Silo. You paused. Minimum Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Silo. That's hard. Uh, Schneedel said he and his commander visited a missile launch site near Minute in September of 1966, and eight airmen there told him that ten missiles at the silos in the vicinity all went down with guidance and control malfunctions when an eight to a hundred foot wide flying object with bright flashing lights had hovered over the site. Silas, who was a first lieutenant stationed at Maelstrom Air Force Base, Montana, in 1967, said he was on duty as a deputy missile combat crew commander deep in the underground nuclear missile control room. The site's flight security controller called from above ground and was panicking and shouting, he claimed. He said there was a large, glowing, pulsating red oval-shaped object hovering over the front gate. As he, woke, as he woke his commander, he claims alarms went off showing nearly all ten missiles shown in the control room had been disabled. Robert Jacobs, who attended the UFO press conference via video link from Missouri, said he was the first lieutenant in the Air Force and stationed at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California in 1964 when he was asked to set up a telescope video camera to capture an Atlas rocket test. 
He claims the video showed a disc-shaped craft flew up to the dummy warhead as it traveled about 8,000 miles per hour over the Pacific Ocean, circled it, and shot it with several beams of light. It ran around the top of the warhead, fired a beam of light down on the top of the warhead, uh, and then it flew out of frame the same way to come in. Again, they just know 8,000 miles per hour. Well, this was at least a missile test they were doing, and they know how fast the missile's going. So when the well, wasn't thing, it? It didn't launch yet, did it? No, no. The, the other ones were saying that like they were in in like just when they were in the silo. Mm. This one was saying he had a camera pointing at a missile firing, like a missile test fire. Mm. It launched it. He's recording it with this like camera. He sees the orb fly up to it, shoot it with lasers, and then fly away. And it just never like the missile just never blows up. Then like it just splashes down somewhere. Mm. And there, he's claiming that like the government has this video because like he recorded it for the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacobs, who once shopped around the story and eventually sold it to the National Enquirer tabloid, said the film footage was cut and taken at the time by two men in gray suits, and his commander ordered him not to talk about it. The men in gray. <laughs> uh, and then we also have he talked about the USO Omaha video, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Which is the one that splashes down into the ocean. Uh, you can hear the people talking about it, but it's just them talking about, like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's going this way, like, tracking it, just doing, like, conversation back and forth. And then eventually when it goes into the water, he's like, it's splashed. Mm. It's just chilling there. But this is moving, right? Yeah. And it's kind of just like hovering there over the water, moving around. I think it's about just to splash down. Poop. Hmm. Just gone. Wow. Uh. But yeah, that's that's pretty that's much part one. Yeah, before we could talk about uh, David Greer, I know Stephen Greer <laughs> <laughs> strikes again. But yeah, this was all just from David Gresh's like forty minute long interview from Sunday. Damn, bro. Then Stephen Greer gave like a three hour long presentation at, in Washington, like two like members of the mm-hmm. government. Which is just, he put on his YouTube channel then afterwards. Mm-hmm. He's, like, big. He was a medical doctor. Stephen Greer was a medical doctor, and he and for the past, like, 30 years, he's yeah. given up, like, his entire career. He actually said that he was, like, as they're looking to don't, as they're looking for people to, like, donate so they can try to, like, push out this, like, crazy fucking thing, which will basically take down, like, every energy company, all these fucking people that use, like, fossil fuels and stuff like that. Like, you know, these organizations that they say are all, like in cohorts to like keep us the american people in the down he's like it's funny he's like i probably could have funded it myself i would have just kept working but <laughs> well it's weird too because i just saw a news article today when i was looking for stuff about how a company for the first time now is transferring power back to earth from like satellite solar generation i want to get solar panels 
Well, and it makes me think. Cause you remember we talked about like Marjorie Taylor Greene and like the space lasers. Like mm-hmm. the Jews have the oh, evil space wow. lasers, and they're starting forest, wow. and they're starting the California forest fires with them. Do you think it's because she got some information that was like secret in Congress about like this project they were doing about beaming the energy back? Wow! And she just like fucking like got it in her crazy head and like mixed it around, and then just started like blabbing about it on social media to get votes. That's interesting. Who knows? Who knows? It's just weird that like all this shit's coming out now. Like, have you seen the so video quickly. of the Canadian forest fires like all going up at once? Oh yeah, I did see that. It's pretty weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah, if it's, it's like real. almost like the satellite view, and you can just see like it is the spots. The sat- it, it actually is. Yeah. It's like satellite views that like come down, and like each one of the spots all pop up all at the same time, like. I think I do think it is sped up though, so it's probably like it's still they literally all go up at the same time in that video. I think this is it. I mean, you see how fast right the clouds there. are moving and everything, like. Yeah, but they still, like, they're all, like, you can see the red, the orange, like, them all at the same time, and those are miles apart. My, like, oh, miles. Oh, hundreds of miles for, like, the big ones there, like. Like, these ones, at least, like, you can see these ones are a little delayed. But these ones all in this vicinity right here in Quebec, all at the same time. Does the description say anything about it? Multiple wildfires are burning in Quebec, Canada on Tuesday, June 6. Satellite images by Cooperative Institute for Research in the Atmosphere, CIRA, showed uh, there were at least 149 fires affecting the province. Fire officials said evacuation orders were issued to multiple communities. Um, Yesterday's view of the wildfire raging. In- oh, that's just what they said. They said what mm. this video is. So, yeah, that's it. Were they experiencing a drought or something? I don't even know. They they literally just called them wildfires. I don't know if it, I don't really know if it's been. That's another thing. It's just like I just didn't think they had like the same kind of conditions like California and like Australia have, where well, it's I know, just so fucking barren and hot all the time. And just like you said, and then the mall popping up at the same time like that, it's just weird. Well, I know the other day when we had all the smoke over here, uh, shit, I left work. Well, we were at risk of having like wildfires here because it's been so dry, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be like storms then, like lightning storms. So there's risks of just, like, if lightning hits somewhere and it's so dry, it could have started wildfires around here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were here where we're at. We were up in, like, the 200s for the air quality. Like, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, it was inside the fucking warehouse all day. Damn. Like, I ended up leaving work. I'd look out my window at work, and you, could just, you couldn't see the mountains anymore. Like, they were yep. just gone. Yeah. No, yep. It sucked. You couldn't even see them from here. And we're, like, on it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, at the bottom of it real quick. Yeah. It was fucking bad, man. And this wasn't even nuts. You see those pictures of New York? The dystopian fucking... fucking orange. It's almost like... Diablo 4 really fucking made out. (laughs) There was, like, pictures of, like, Diablo 4 coming out and shit like that in that, like, 
orange New York fucking like dystopian thing. It's like, man, they couldn't have asked for better PR. Well, you know that video from like the Twin Towers when like they're inside the store or whatever and you just see like the dust cloud like roll mm-hmm. by? That's almost what it looked like then. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. New York was nuts. I mean, it looked bad. But I mean, New York probably has bad air quality as, as mm. it already was. Nowhere near as bad as California. Yeah, but we're not in California. It's our California. Yeah, I saw something where, like, NPA, it was, like, the air quality was something like smoking, like, six cigarettes or something like that. Six packs. It was in the 180s, which is well above the dangerous Here levels. it got up to 200. Yeah. I know. I was checking my fucking... Yeah, 180, 200 was what yeah. Pennsylvania... Yeah. It was bad. I mean, it did go down over the days. I think, like, two days later, it was down to, like, 50-some. Even just, just wild. that following day, it was so much better than... Yeah, it was still up in like the one hundred, like like 150s or something like that, and it's still just, yeah, the difference. It's fucking nuts. Smell like campfire. It, it really it did. Burn driving around like out in like in the warehouse because it was just like smoke hitting your eyes the whole fucking time. Like, oh yeah, you could like I just could be a short blood, walk from bro. like my car to like inside of work. My I could feel it in the back of my throat and shit. Yep. And that's the type, and, like, those days it was in the 200s, that shit could be in your blood. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, hitting your eyes, like, in the back of your throat. Like, in your fucking blood. <laughs> fucking wild, man. Golding, keep your goddamn fires <laughs> out of our country. We love you, bud. We fucking love you either way. But goddamn, what a... Yeah, part one of Disclosure. Part one of Disclosure. <laughs> Whistleblowers everywhere. So, Stephen Greer said uh, in the little bit I watched of that video, is like, we got some deep throats. <laughs> 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 like talking about like the Watergate like whistleblower, how he went had the cover name like Deep Throat. Jesus. Yeah, and that dude's this dude that Stephen Greer, he's been doing it from what the video that I saw, he's been doing it for like thirty years. Yeah, Since he's, like the nineties, he's been like trying to do this shit, like been trying to put this stuff out. He also if you really look into him, he talks about how like he's talked to people who have like connected with like alien consciousness and they've mm-hmm. like in I forget what the term is, the but like kind of they thing. like they let the alien conscious and like take over the body basically and like speak through them. Mm-hmm. I think That's Harry. Independence Day he says he right knows there. people. He knows like a bunch of people who have been assassinated for trying to do this type of stuff. I think when he very first got into it, because like he was like doing something with a computer, and then like an alien like zapped his brain or something, like put information in his brain. And then that's like what caused him to like really get into like UFOs and shit. And like you said, like give up like his career and everything. Medical doctor. Was like a practicing medical doctor, and I guess he gave it up years ago. Again, haven't looked totally into the guy to know like exactly what his story is or anything like that. Like I didn't know that what you just said. Um, but yeah, just said that he was a medical doctor, gave up his fucking career like thirty years ago, and has been doing this shit ever since. Trying to give power back to the people, literally. Trying to make your home run off of just like a little cylinder, fucking little. Like something the size of like a soda can. Wireless energy. Yeah. I mean, Tesla proved it was possible even back then. He just didn't have like a good delivery and like reception method to like make it efficient. Yeah. And then like Thomas Jefferson and other people slandered him for fucking God knows how long. And murdered elephants. I forget what, what, Chicago or something. Yeah, Topsy. Yeah, Topsy the elephant. 
walked onto a big metal plate and fried her ass yep. to show how just bad electricity could be. AC electricity yeah. was. I mean, you could fry him with both, though. Like, Not as bad as AC. But <laughs> it's the amps, not the volts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, electric chair still works. <laughs> they just don't use it. Some states are going to firing squads now. There back. are some that yeah, I remember when, even back when I was in high school, there was something where we had to like look up. We was like debate class, and we debate, and I had to debate someone against the death penalty, and they had to debate for the death penalty, and that was one of the things I used. I was I like, mean, the, the, I was like, it's so good that I mean, I didn't say it exactly like this, but I was like, it's so good that they're still firing squads. It's like that doesn't even guarantee kill you, bro. Like you can get shot in the fucking head and be perfect, like be perfectly alive. I think That's it's, why you just let them rot in fucking prison. I don't care. Like, I, cost less giving money. them the death penalty costs a lot more than more just money. Keep, yep. Yes. And to do that just, lethal injection, and it they costs want more to money. fucking die. So just yeah, it's over. St- what are, you're not even you're not paying. Yes. So no just offense, let them you're rot not in a fucking jail now for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's what you get. I, I've always thought that too, because that was like, that like was, I don't care if there's a death penalty. It's just. Don't let them have that easy route. I guess to if there's, I guess maybe there's a certain form of evil that needs it, but at the same time, like rapists, murderers, stuff like that, like on a lower scale, like the woman who killed your, the killed oh, your that, uncle. Let her ass fucking rot. Let her rot. The rest of her fucking. She's life. sitting in there trying to fuck. She's like giving up all of her time trying to get rid of the death penalty. Yeah, good. Yep. Spend the rest of your life trying to do that just for someone to look you in the face and be like, "Nope, not today." Just like what you said. Just like what you said. Get back in there. Like, you want to leave your house? Nope, not today. Well, you want to leave this jail? Sorry, bitch. Should have thought about that. You fucking cunt. Like, let them like that. I I've always been like that. Like, it's not. You're not. They're not paying. Nope. They're not paying when you. They're just dead. They're just fucking dead. Like no nothing. Yeah, you're basically just letting them out of it. Mm-hmm. Let them rot. Let them be a slave, because that's how slavery is legal in the United States. Let them get fucked. You just, you just get committed. You just get convicted of a crime. Boom, slave. Pretty much legal. No, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's not even pretty much. Just is. At least they kind of get paid. No, it's in the. It, but it's in the Constitution. What's that? Slavery shall not like slavery. Yeah, and there's also not supposed to be fucking no, no, no. Uh, monopolies Hold up. and Hold up. I mean, of course there'd be something about slavery in the Constitution. That's what Lincoln fought for, even though it was all political. But. The Thirteenth Amendment of the United States Constitution provides that quote: "Neither slavery nor inv- involuntary ser- uh, servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist in the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction." Literally, right in the Constitution. I mean, the Constitution was also written how long ago, and there's a lot of stupid stuff in the Constitution. But it's never been. But there's a lot of amendments in the Constitution too, and this has never been amended. There's never been one part where they've tried to take this out, and that's for a reason. Like that is 100 percent for a fucking reason. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime. You get fucking so then what's because work, huh? Work slavery. You're selling your soul for shit money. 
Yeah, but you can leave whenever you want to. That's way too. Can you though? Yeah. Huh? Can you though? You, yeah, bro. You, you have every. You've got no. But then yeah, you, got you just no go work at a different farm. And... <laughs> yeah, you just go work for some other shithead. Yeah, exactly. So this they can't that, leave. So we're just slavery. This they don't get to be like. Hey, I don't like this jail. I want another one. <laughs> Sometimes they do though. <laughs> After they kill someone in that jail. <laughs> Well, if that's what they got to do, then that's what they got to do. <laughs> well, it's a little bit easier. You could just walk out the door. Yeah. I still can't believe he got away with that. Didn't go to jail for such a long time. Who? Chase. Oh. oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, when he so, ran away from Clinton County. You like, mean when he took the garbage out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, you don't break out of fucking jail. I don't care. Like, you go away for a really long time. Like. Well? He got he, the only reason why he got caught is because he came back. I too. know it's awesome. I'm sorry, but it's awesome. No, like good for him. Like because it's like he was like, on some like petty. It's it wasn't like he like killed anybody or did I anything know, crazy bad. It was just like he was thing. in like, he was just were... in county jail. He had a broken leg or a broken foot. His like foot was sprained or something like that. It was what like a week or a month of release. They still, away. They still anyway. couldn't get him. They couldn't get Hobbling him. Away I'm pretty sure he went to a Super Bowl. I'm not even lying. I'm pretty sure he went to a Super Bowl and was like seen on TV with like a That'd sign and type as shit. Well. People back here like had they had like he had a burner Facebook account because I think he was in a different state up north. Yeah, and people from here. From heard, yeah, yeah and people were like messaging him and knew where he was and was just like talking to him and stuff like that. Like he got away for years. I know. And then he just came back. And then yeah, he didn't really. Like, you know, most people escape from jail. It's like minimum 10 years, and he didn't do that. <laughs> he was out in a couple other years, which is pretty, like, just like. If not less. They must have just been impressed. <laughs> they must have been you like, got yeah, us. Yeah, that was a good you one. Guy. Good for you. That's that a oh, good one. It does remind me, there's this guy I want to talk about. He was, uh, like, he's the only guy to escape from this one Japanese prison. And, like, it was, like, nuts what they had to do. Like, they, they would, like, constantly be wearing handcuffs and only get the handcuffs taken off, like, once every week for, like, a bath. Uh, he, like, they would get, like, soup, and he would dip the soup onto his handcuffs to make them rusty eventually and onto the bars of the prison. And he fucking, like, eventually would got so far, he broke the handcuffs, broke the bars, dislocated both of his shoulders yeah. to fit Hopped through the up. hole. And then he, like... They were, like, basically only had, like, loincloths, and this is, like, in, like, one of, like, the remote, like, icy parts of Japan, like, in the north, and so, like, he broke out in nothing but a loincloth and, like, survived in the wilderness for, like, a long-ass time and With shit. dislocated shoulders. Yeah. Well, you can put him back. He's a crazy bastard. Not with both of them. How are you going to put him back when both of them dislocated? He, he just, figured it out. got a tree, out. bud. Huh? A tree, the ground. You've you've done a dislocation, haven't you? Or I've dislocated you my shoulder. Break? I didn't know if you only did a full break. I wasn't sure if you. No, I've you dislocated did. my shoulder. Yeah, I deal with my knee. Just pop it back in a fucking. A place. knee's different than two shoulders. Yeah. Pop in the shoulder. Uh, all you do is pop. slam into a fucking wall and just. Uh, he definitely didn't put them back place. right. He probably I mean, not, it's a big ass socket that it goes into. I'm sure it, it can't be wrong. He got out of there though. Jesus Christ. I want to go into like more detail about him. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's interesting. It's terrifying. And that's how most people escape fucking uh, straitjackets is by dislocating both their shoulders. Both? Yeah. That's how some of the magicians did it. <coughs> Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> it is wild to think about just like those people who get incarcerated, like the intense fucking things that they think of to get out. Especially like back in the day. 
Like Carl Panzerim, he was like a serial killer who like killed his way all around the world. Mm-hmm. It, like basically, probably the way he got like so strong and like able to do everything he was do because one of his prison sentences, he had what they called was the baby, which like an, what was the iron ball, like literally like that ball oh, and chain. chain. Yeah, he had to carry it ten miles every day back and like ten miles one way to a rock quarry where he had to break, break rocks, rocks all fucking all, day yeah. and then yeah. carry this big ass iron ball back to the prison. He did this every day for like four years. Dude was fucking built afterwards. Oh, yeah. Because you're just also just breaking rock. Yeah, yeah like he spent like 10 hours a day breaking rocks, carrying, carrying 100 pound fucking who knows how heavy. Yeah, I think that it was, was like, I think it was like 20 or 50 pounds or something like Either that. Way, this ball. 10 miles. Yeah, he had to carry that ball 10 miles one way. You're fucking... going to look just like fucking uh, uh, Liver King. <laughs> yeah, except he diet. took, yeah, except he, he took steroids. Tea. Yes, he did. Finally, it came out. And this guy, like, got out of prison. He was, like, always known for, like, burning shit down. He literally killed his way around the world. Like, all through, like, he would ride trains and, like, kill people. No, that think guy. it was easier to do back then, whether it's robbing places. Or and this oh, was dude, back the amount of serial killers that they never even caught from, yeah. like, way back then. Like, even back in, like, the 70s and 80s when there wasn't, like, video cameras everywhere. Yeah. Like, you were truly free. Mm-hmm. You could just disappear one yeah. day if you wanted to. No one knew who you were. And, like, it, it's taken, like, 50, 60 years just for... T- technology to catch up to catch people too like police placings wouldn't talk to each other back then and shit like that like no you you were truly free not anymore let alone back like on the frontier and shit like that or you could just hop up to a cabin real or quick you can like and... take it farther like middle ages like if you just showed up in a village no one's gonna know anything fucking about you you could mm-hmm. just say whatever you, you are fuck you just go out into the woods build a house this is my land now like until some soldiers show up and tell you, nope, this is their land. <laughs> That's why you go in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I've lived they here still longer find you. than you. They still find you. And that, and again, that don't matter how long you live there. It don't matter about no and deed. And it don't mean, bitch. Manifest destiny. <laughs> <laughs> which yours is yours and which yours is mine. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, part one. Can't wait for next week when we get into part two. I'm excited to hear more about Stephen Greer. I might have to look shit up about him like this week. Watch this video that you're talking about. Is that the one you sent in the general? Yeah, sent two of them. One, the second one was from like last month with NASA, and then the first one was from like literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have to watch these. Man, what a time! What a time! But I think it's been another good episode of Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. We'll see you next week, kids. Don't get abducted. And if you do, just just try to document everything so you can tell us what happened. (laughs) We're taking interviews. What, he collected it? No, that's him. That's Pop Pop.